Welcome back, dude and dudettes, to another wild episode of Send It, Mate. We're here to talk about all things hunting and outdoors, and today we've got something that'll keep your gear running smoother than a dingo's getaway. That's right, our show is brought to you by High Calibre, the gun and knife hole company that knows how to keep your firearms and blades in tip-top shape. High Calibre is like the secret sauce for hunters, anglers and outdoorsy folk everywhere. It's like the magic potion that makes your gun and knives happier than a dog with two tails. You know, guys, I've been using high-caliber oil for a while now, and let me tell you, it's the duck's nuts. My rifle practically sings a lullaby when I take it out hunting. And speaking of lullabies, ever tried sneaking up on a deer with a squeaky gun? It's a prime way to end up with no venison in the freezer. You'll be hungrier than a vegan at a bacon festival. Absolutely. But with high-caliber oil, your gun will be quieter than a ninja in moonlight. You'll be stalking your prey with the grace and stealth of a mountain lion. High Calibre doesn't just keep things quiet, it also prevents rust and corrosion, so you won't find your gear looking like it's spent a season at the bottom of a creek. That's right, and for you knife enthusiasts out there, High Calibre has got you covered too. Your trusty blade will slice through anything smoother than butter on a hot biscuit. So folks, don't let your gear become a rusty squeaky mess. Head on over to highcalibre.com.au and grab a bottle of their oil today. And if you use the code SENDITMATE at checkout, you'll get a special discount. I say again, use the code SENDITMATE for all your oil slick, stealthy hunting needs. Thanks to High Calibre, you'll be sending it in style and silence. So, gear up, oil up, and send it, mate. High Calibre, the ultimate oil for the ultimate hunter. Welcome, 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 you good misfits, to season four, episode three. How you all going? They're misfits. They're great. Yeah. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, to everyone that doesn't fit in. Hi. <laughs> no, I've been watching Misfits lately. Uh, well, That's a great show. Last night, and it's, it's a great show. It is. Oh, I forgot about Misfits. Are we going to watch season one and then just just <laughs> fell off a cliff? Look, I'm only in season one, and it is a a great show. Oh, it's so fucking good. I, I remember watching that on burnt DVDs in Bali. <laughs> you know, like you go, you go down to the DVD store where it's like they just ripped off all the mainstream stuff and burnt it. You buy it for like a buck. Some, someone's got a camera in the movie theatre. Well, that's how I watched it because your missus gave them to me to watch. Those must have been the CDs. Yeah, that's the, the ones. The yeah. DVDs. I don't know if I gave them back or not. Oh, probably not. That's Fuck probably why I've only watched one season. <laughs> Mate, it's, it's on pay TV. Get around it. Anyway, welcome back to Senate, mate, dude and dudettes. I'm Josh. I'm Caleb. And I'm Ryan. <laughs> uh, I'm just hanging my head in shame at the moment because I just I feel like I'm missing out. Well, <laughs> this brings us I'm to our, po- our point of interest, actually. Well, yes. And Ryan, Ryan sounds like shit for two reasons. Yeah. One, he's on video link, not yeah. live with us. Yeah. Not. He's not. And yeah, two, in case you couldn't tell from the sound of my sultry voice. <laughs> two, what's bloody wrong with you? I have the COVID. Oh, fuck. He's, he's got the space. The rona got me. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. Like we, the whole family got it, but segregated, isolated, house arrest, all that. I don't have any symptoms though. Like we got a bit of a, a bit of a snotty nose today, like day three, but that's about it. But that, 
don't know about hay fever or not, but you sound I, nasally. I, yeah, you sound nasally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got a bit of a bit of a blockage, but I feel fine. Like I had a workout today. I'm cleaning the house, doing all bits and bobs around. Like I don't. I do feel like nasally sound. I feel pretty good. I feel like you need a Glen Twenty Year House before we record there next time. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm in the process of bleaching everything. Bleaching. Um, just <laughs> like, literally off. bleaching. Yeah. Like I've, I've burnt my hair. I, I burnt the tops of my knuckles from having too much bleach over the top, like pouring in the, in the bucket. I'm going to give you the a helpful tip, man. You you actually, you know, water it down, bleach, yeah? Oh, yeah, I know. I didn't realise it was on my knuckles because I poured it in and it spilled on my knuckles and I spent two hours cleaning with it on there and then looked down and it all fucking red. So <laughs> just I suppose that's, that's a bit of an ending in itself. That's that's quite funny because I used to bleach my room when I lived on base for room inspections, and I never used to water it down or anything like that. And wow, I just and like this actually comes to two things. I like the smell of bleach, but I also have this. <laughs> Is that because you're all jacking off in your room and it's like an association <laughs> thing now? No, because you like your room smells like bleach and you keep whacking off into it and you land there you get off on it. <laughs> no, it's it's just I I like to I like to be clean, but. I also like the smell of mothballs because my grandmother used to put mothballs. She was like, you know, old as fuck, and she used to put mothballs all around the house. So you'd go over to Granny's house and it would stink like mothballs, and you'd be like, yeah, it's I'm a, a smell house. of cleanliness. Oh, there's definitely a joke about you jerking off in your grandma's house in there somewhere as well. <laughs> no, no, I can't say I ever, in ever the, cranked down on my... Not even in the cupboard where no, the mothballs were? No. Come on. <laughs> I can't say... And I did live at my grandmother's house for a while, actually. So, yeah, it's surprising. Well, I have two stories about bleach. So, Uh-oh. the first one is my mum always used to, cl- speaking of you cleaning with a bleach, mum always used to clean the laundry floor with bleach. Mm. And of course, when I was a teenager, I just fucking dumped my clothes in the laundry for them to get washed until such point as I did my own washing. But I feel what prompted me to start doing my own washing was. Mum cleaned the bathroom floor with bleach, so my clothes would just end up tie dyed all the time. Because <laughs> you just, you'd just be, I'd just, chuck them on, I'd just chuck them on a wet bleached floor. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how tie dye became fashionable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, maybe Mum did that on purpose, so I started doing my own washing. But it just used to fucking shit me because I put my favourite shirt in the laundry. Look at it the next day after it's been washed, <laughs> and there's a fucking bleach patch in it. At least your mum did washing, all right. Like, not did your own washing or anything like that. At least you did washing. My mother didn't do do washing. Fair enough. Uh, Story number two, my sister drank bleach once. Really? What the fuck? (laughs) Boy. I hope she was little and it wasn't like a fuck the world and then go for a chug. She would have been maybe five, four or five, I reckon, and she thought it was cordial. Bleach yeah. was cordial. She thought she clearly didn't read the label. Yes, she thought it was cordial, like lemon. I, th- I think it was lemon bleach, and she thought it was lemon cordial. So she's just taken a swig and she swallowed a little bit of it. But yeah, she was uh, she was violently sick. Yeah, I could imagine. I was going to say like, was she all right? How how long was she sick for? Oh, I think she just like vomited everywhere for a while, and it sort of burned her throat a bit. But like, she is not as sick as you. I can't remember if she went to hospital or not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's still not as sick as me. <laughs> well, I've got to ask Ron. So the no symptoms. Yeah, back to COVID. You're doing all right. How's your family? Oh, I'm fine. The miso's not. No, so, so we're at separate houses at the moment because, you know, 
things and stuff. But um, my son had it and he was he was sort of on and off, like feverish and super tired for about a day or two, but then bounced back pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the missus had it and she's been wiped like, for the last three days, hasn't got out of bed. So mm. it's like it's unpredictable how you how you respond to it. Do you know what strain you have? No, they don't test for strain, So, which is you know, another question about how they know the stats and what strain it is. That's Doesn't the rat, but, rat test just show, like, if you got a cold positive result? I don't know. I didn't do a rat test. As soon as – because the missus uh, tested positive first and then I skipped the whole rat test and I was like, well, if she's got it, I've probably definitely got it, despite feeling all right. Um, I was geared up to go to work and everything. I ended up um, flicking a text out to the guys I was meeting on site just saying, look, I'm going to go get tested today. This is the story. Like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And then came back positive. I'm like, oh, no fucking way. Yeah, so, bloody hell. Yeah, it affects like, everyone differently. I was lucky enough to not be affected as much. I mean, touch wood. I'm only four days in, three days in from being tested. I could have had a smidgen longer than that, but I reckon that the harsh symptoms typically only last about three days. So mm. I reckon I'll be right. Yeah. It's, uh, the net has tightened, as you said, that's, Josh. The the net is tight- yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. That's what I keep saying. Everyone's like, getting infected. I've got a couple of friends now that have uh, tested. Well, we have a couple of friends now that have, have tested positive or had to go into ISO or whatever. Um, yeah. And I feel like the net is tightening. It, it certainly is. But I have a strict regime on how I beat the COVID. Bleach yourself every How's night. How's that? No, I. <laughs> You have the whitest asshole ever, by the way. <laughs> you have the. How do you know that? Yeah, how do you know that? Because he bleaches it and sends me <laughs> <your> photos. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I do a bit of a strict regime with my vitamins actually. So I take vitamin C. I take garlic and horseradish. I take vitamin D and milk thistle and um, omega three. And that's my little concoction that I tell myself will keep the COVID at bay. You're fucking rolling into Rogan territory now, mate. Just like, look at me. Yeah. I'll beat uh, the Rona yeah. with my little concoctions. Uh, look, look. I'm not saying I'll, I'll, I'll beat it. or I actually think I'll, I had it like way back when I first started. <laughs> no, I was, but, but it's funny you say that because I was, I was actually saying to the missus before, I reckon because like, I was working in the hospital when it first came out and that was where all the, the severe cases were. And I was working in literally meters from those people. Mm. And then I got terribly sick for about, a week, mm-hmm. um, and this is before all the testing got rolled out, and we didn't think anything of it. So I'm convinced that I've already had it, and that's probably why my symptoms aren't as bad as well. Yeah, definitely yeah. plays into it. I, I I reckon that that's a a a likely possibility, to be honest, man. Because uh, I think the same thing. I think I I had it early on, and you know, before the testing and everything like that. And I, like I've never ever been sick at night with a cold and had a fever. Never, not once in my life. And one particular time I was feverish at night and I haven't caught it since, even though the net seems to be tightening around me and people seem to be getting it, uh, our close friends and that, you know, I could. We could have it now, Josh. We, we could. We could. We yeah. saw you him could. like. You wouldn't we, even know. We saw him a week ago. We did. We did, which is disturbing. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But if we have it, we are <laughs> And I have not changed anything I've done, so there's a lot of COVID going around. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you do have it and you're asymptomatic and then your dog got it and that's why your dog can't eat red meat. 
Oh, yeah. We learned something today. Caleb's dog is allergic to red meat. He's not allergic. He just. That's the words you said. No, I said he gets itchy. You said allergic. He gets a rash so, from eating red meat. Like a, in his diet, we've narrowed all these different things down. And when he eats a lot of red meat, like last time I gave him a heap of venison, he just fucking itched himself, like scratched all day. And it was, yeah, the vet's like, yeah, just try him, try him off red meat. And, yeah, his, his biscuits he eats are fish-based and he doesn't scratch anywhere near as much now. He is more like a cat than a dog. I will give him that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> would you say he's a pescatarian then? It, it annoys the shit out of me because, like, I'm used to having big dogs growing up, like bull mastiffs, and you just, like, you feed them anything yeah. and it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I've had dogs where they'll come and eat the ice cream out of your hand, including the stick. Like, just yeah. feed them whatever, they don't care. And then this thing, a miniature dash hound, like, no red meat, no this, no that, upset his little stomach. Having said that, Ryan's sister had a um, German shepherd that died after eating a sausage, I believe. Uh, apparently there was some genetics involved with that. Ah. So, yeah, they sent it off for an autopsy and there was apparently some heart failure thing that was common with a line of genetics that that dog came from. Ah. So a stupidly expensive show dog that they didn't use as a show dog but uh, well, was like the household pet. That's disturbing, man, because Bear's part of that bloodline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My yeah. dog. Your dog is the son of that dog. <laughs> yeah. So, and I fed him... <laughs> Like everything, <laughs> it's just if it's on the floor, yeah. it's yours, bud. <laughs> no, that's like I mean, I guess that's nature. Like you don't, you don't really know. You can't tell. That's like humans, though. Like who, who the, who did you know who had a fucking peanut allergy before like two thousand? No one, because peanut butter was a staple <laughs> diet of every kid in the eighties. It's it's funny you say that because I was I was reading an article about the new like the process to develop a, a, a an immunity to nut allergies in kids that have, are allergic to it. And it's a thing. Like they start with microdosing and they build their way up and build their way up. And then eventually they can eat not whatever they want, but within reason they can have nuts around them and not die of anaphylaxis. So I think that not having peanuts in the house, personally, this has got no scientific backing at all. But my opinion is that mm. if you're not eating nuts at a young age, you don't get – that exposure to it, and then when you're exposed to it as a, an older child. Ho- ho- hopefully your so, mum has just a balanced diet and eats everything while she's Well, that's pregnant. the thing, yeah. Yeah, so it's like if you're one of those kids that just eats bread and jam, you're fucked. Well, I think there is a bit of, bit of uh, I guess, science behind that madness, man, because I was reading an article, and I believe it's uh, something coming out of Queensland, a study coming out of Queensland, and they're actually trialling micro- dosing people with like allergic reactions or and I believe it includes celiac and they they pretty much are micro dosing the patients uh, over yeah. a long yeah. period of time and it is building their immune system to the point where it's tolerable for their body I'm not saying that this is the be all and end all but I've read something about it and I'm sure our favorite doctor on this podcast could could elaborate. Yeah, that'd be a good one to get him in on just to understand. But that, that methodology of, of overcoming an allergy is not old science. I just, I just guess, I mean, I don't know enough about it to comment but I, uh, with with an education, but I'd say that you think that it's transferable. Like if it works for one thing. Well, well it's true because like if 
if you ate in my household when I was a kid, chances are you were eating uh, food that was at <laughs> Caleb, least. Look on Caleb's face. Yeah. Like the food was at least two years out of date. I mean, you got a lot of carbon in your diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why you're hardly ever sick, Josh. Yeah. Your immune system just had a right fucking kicking when you were a kid. Dead set, man. I think Caleb pulled out, uh, it was a jar of something when we were kids, and just for shits and gigs, he looked at the date, and yeah, it was like two years out of date, and that was, was like- No, 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 no. That was older than us, bro. Oh. That was two years <laughs> older than us. Yeah, well, there you go. We're born in 1987. This yeah. had a date of 1985. But you and I barely wow. get sick. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, that is true. It's uh, back on the um, eating. Hopefully, your mum's had a balanced diet while she's pregnant, and then you get exposed to all these different things. I used to work true. with a guy who told me his wife, during one of her pregnancies, was so severely morning sick, and she couldn't eat anything. Couldn't keep anything down but McDonald's, right? So oh. her entire pregnancy, all she ate was Maccas. Oh. <laughs> what? So needless to say, she put on a few kegs. But when the kid was born, I can't, I can't remember exactly. He said some sort of tube. Maybe it was the umbilical cord, maybe something. But it just had a fucking fat encased all around it from her eating Maccas. Now, oh, I don't know how much embellishments on this story, but. I think you can imagine just eating Maccas for no, nine I months. I, I now, I will have like a junk night and I, I barely eat fast food, man. Pizza's probably the, the most common and I find that I can't put weight on with pizza, which is fucking awesome. But if I eat <laughs> Maccas or like Hungry Jacks, I have instant regrets. Instant. Yeah, man. Instant. It makes, well, it's not just like the fatty, crappy taste. Like the chemicals going to your body make you feel like shit. Yeah, what, bro. That's, what about Carl's Jr.? Yeah. Oh, well, Carl's Jr. is nah, a different same, story. Same. I'll have regrets. Have you, yeah. On a side note, have you noticed how many of those things are going up around Adelaide at the moment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. heaps. They're Probably. like the new service stations. Probably a good chain to Are the Shaheens in involved in those? Like <laughs> have they just got out of OTR and gone into Carl's Jr.? Or what? <laughs> oh. Bro, I don't think they are. Passing. I think that's they're like the, the competitor of all the Hayes Days and Mickey D's, but they're taking on the same business model that she needs. Just as many as you can in as many spots as you can and fuck everyone else. Yeah, there's a lot of them. The first time I ever had Carl's Jr. was in Singapore, actually. I'd never heard of it until then. And I had it in Singapore and the advertising banner out the front, the whatever burger, like because they've got different stuff on the menu, and their picture – was of this nice, nicely constructed burger, but then rather than a patty, it was mince, and the mince was spilling out the side. Sloppy Joe, like, bro. Yeah, like a sloppy like, Joe. Oh, was like uncooked or cooked? No, cooked, cooked <laughs> mince, but it was just like spilling out the side, and I couldn't, I couldn't work out the advertising. It looked like just diarrhea was spilling out the side of this burger. It was foul. No, nah, man, sloppy Joes. They tasted good though. Like one of the best meats is mince. Oh, yeah. Love it. I mean, it's not a meat. Well, oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, cut. <laughs> Processes of, of cut or, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, you've got your lamb, you've got your beef, you've got your pork products. and you've got your mince. Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> it's the hoofs, the intestines, all taste good, man. All uh, it's good. all dicks and assholes and hoofs. Get, it. Get a good bit of asshole and cartilage in there, no worries. Well, I do like it and I like venison mince. 
actually, because, I mean, you can control your ratio and we know that venison's lean so it dries. So you've got to put a bit of fat in there to, to keep it moist. <laughs> but, <laughs> One of my favourite words. But it's, it's keep just it Devon. Oh, I love it. This is a watershed moment. You said the word moist. Yes. Moist. A man who is used to going in dry has used the word moist. <laughs> going in dry, coming out dry. That's an old episode, ladies and gentlemen. Go and check that one out for some varied opinions. Going in dry. It yeah. is. It is. I can't remember what season that was. Possibly one. No, first, no first episode season two that was. When we had yeah. our mics. Yes. Yes. The first one in crystal clear clarity. Yes. yes. Going in dry. <laughs> <laughs> coming out. Moist, possibly. Yeah, that's going Depends on how well you've done your job. <laughs> Meanwhile, your missus is sitting over across from us, shaking her head. <laughs> ah, that's all right. She's used to the banter. Oh dear. Ah, very good. All right. Well, um, do we have anything else to ask Ryan about his COVID journey? Uh, no, nah, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So, oh, do you know what I'm like? Because I'm how's the boredom the house arrest. Yeah. How's what the do you think I've been doing? No, hundred percent cranks. You're jerking off, cranking down. Yeah, like three times a day, man. Is that it? Only three. Only three. Man, I expected more from someone of your size. Nah, I'm like edging that shit, bro. I'm not like finishing straight away. You got to keep it going. No, you've got to. You've just got to go for for quantity, man. Like, you know, beat seven. (laughs) Literally, beat beat seven. (laughs) Doesn't matter if you're raw and bleeding as long as you beat seven. It was pretty funny, actually. Overseas, uh, when we were staying at a, a, a certain base, like you've, there's this big concrete sort of structure, hardened structure. And whilst got, you were in the military. You got these, yeah. You yeah. didn't say that part of the story. Whilst we were in the You're military. making it out like the three of us were just no, no, staying no. overseas. No. <laughs> whilst we were in, in the Afghan. bunker. Anyway, like there's like a whole section to an entire room and then there's a toilet block at the end of the like every uh, level. But you could always tell when guys were, were going for a crank because they, they take their laptop, <laughs> they walk down the hallway with their laptop to the toilets and you're like, why else are you taking a laptop to the Dunnies? Oh, they could have been investing in shares. They could have been sending emails home. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, they could have been. They could have been reverse kangaring the Following fucking toilets the as well because that happened way too often and it, it astounded me that you would do that to your toilet block that you're going to have to use for the next week or two that you're there. Guys would, would literally reverse kanga. Yeah. It just it makes you wonder. Like one of the places I used to work, uh, the factory ran 24-5, right? And I found out on night shift and like on night shift there were just – the weird shit always happened on night shift when the <laughs> office staff went there, right? Yeah, of course. Like jobs just didn't run for some fucking reason. Like why did you pull that job? There was nothing wrong with it. You should have run it. Anyway, I found out that blokes were having races in the, the fucking toilets to see who could have a crank the quickest. Caleb then they, Caleb's next sentence prove it? like does someone have to come in and see the mess? <laughs> Caleb's next sentence is oh, I put my hand up for night shift often. <laughs> yeah. Turns out Caleb's the uh, night shift champion. <laughs> supervisor. It's employee of the month. Super, <laughs> Get it right, supervisor. <laughs> anyway, I mean blokes got demoted for sleeping in night shift. Like just weird. I mean, from the sound of things, it didn't seem like it had the smartest demographic. Demographic of people working there. So, so we've just had a shout out to a loyal listener, and uh, she commented, uh, "They would see who could ejaculate the furthest." 
That was the winner. Oh, sorry. Did I get it wrong? Yeah, you got it wrong. Oh. <laughs> I love how you've just clarified with my missus off mic about what the fuck it was. So it wasn't the who, who could jack off the quickest. Is he who could shoot the furthest? With their piss or with their jizz? With their jizz. jizz. This concerns wow. me because I use What's those toilets the during the day. Fuck. <laughs> this concerns me because we're supposed to not be potty mouth this season and we're just – Yeah, we're like, oh, let's, let's just turn it down a notch. Let's just yeah. appease. I mean, it's not a hard and fast like rule. This, these are the stories that need to be heard. Well. Our listeners demand this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, How, like, what, is it just like a line of seven dudes just cranking away and then – like one guy comes and then it might starts a chain reaction with everyone else and then they I don't just know. Like how would you, like how would you, Mexican how wave would of you run that event? Like same toilet and then just draw a line in the floor or something or just see who's paddling? What is it like if you're sitting if you're sitting on the seat and there's like you've got to draw a line as how high it goes and then write your name next to it. Like you're measuring height but on the back of the door. <laughs> there was, All I can imagine is like when you throw pickles at the Macca's window and just watch it, see who who, <laughs> who stays there the longest, and who will have pickles. It's like races. it's like Bukaki door. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! He's a fucked. <laughs> fucking move on, please. Uh, <laughs> all right, we can do that, and I'll jump in and introduce our topic, which is. Have a go, you mug. Have a go, you mug. Have a go, in your mug. <sighs> you Sorry, had to go there. We have fair, fair segue though. <laughs> we won't. We won't ask if you've done that before. Um, but <laughs> yeah, have a go, you mug, which is a common Australian saying of like, give something a crack. Like, have a go at it. Well, actually, a mug. I googled this. A mug actually means full. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a, a well, or wise guy or fool, like ha, have a go. Like, have a go, you dickhead. Yeah, have a go, yeah, dickhead. Yeah, pretty much. But like I thought it was like, yeah, have a go, you mug. Like, you know, like mug being a, a phrase for person. Uh, but what, no, what, Where is cool. the origin of that? Like how does mug mean fool? Like, what? You know, your ugly mug. Yeah, like your mug, face. Your face. Yeah. Oh, mug yeah. Shot. face. Yeah, yeah. It's inferring you're an ugly, well, that makes sense. ugly idiot, basically. Yeah, anyway. and that was the extent of my googling our title. Speaking of ugly idiots, Ryan, you've got the first topic break. <laughs> that was a great segue. Very smooth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my interpretation with "have a go, your mug" involves a comma. So where's the comma being? Passed? Have a go, comma. Probably an ex- uh, a question mark at the end as well. So have a go, comma. Your mug, as in your mug. <laughs> Question mark. As in <laughs> literally a mug or a drinking vessel. So, Ooh, so I, went, I like that. Went spin. down a bit of a rabbit hole there to get to that one, but it, right. it's a sort of nice use of punctuation. I like that. So when you think drinking vessel, like as soon as you say drinks, you're, you're like your go-to is like alcoholic like drink, something you're going to drink fucking alcohol from. So we'll start off by asking you guys, what is the weirdest fucking thing that you've ever had a drink from? <sighs> oh. <laughs> I, believe, I, I feel like we've all done shoeys. I, I feel like we've all definitely done shoeys. Um, um, okay, oh, Caleb turns to the missus for a sneak peek. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you what? For, no, for no particular reason? She'll be leaving the room soon. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've actually never done a shoey. What? No, haven't done it. 
What? Mate, that's un-Australian. It is, and we need to change that. So next beach fishing trip. No, right now, take your shoe off. You've got a drink in front of you. Take your shoe off and do a shoey right now. I have no shoes on. I'm in my house. <laughs> well, you're in your house. Go find a shoe. Josh, go get him a shoe. Oh, you we can have, have my shoe. This. I'm not. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I want to age the throat. <laughs> go, go get a shoe. Do it right now. No. Do it. No, no, I'm not doing a shoey now. I'm trying to think, though. What's the weirdest drinking <laughs> vessel I've ever – man, I, I don't know. Like I've, I've had a drink out of like a horn. I've had a drink out of a trumpet and I've had a drink out of – Out of a trumpet? Yeah, out of a trumpet. Didn't work well, but yeah. I mean, like I've yeah. used a tarp and collected water and drunk out of that. That's a weird alcoholic. You got to you got to put this in context. Like. Oh, he didn't oh, specify it could alcohol. Be anything, man. Like it could be the milk fresh from the teeth of two cows at the same time. All right, two cows, one dude. <laughs> 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 That'll be on YouTube. Sorry, Pornhub next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, mm. Question without notice. I really can't think of anything too weird. I, I I remember being that paralytic and I'm going to save face here and say it was other people used to pour people's drinks, empty drinks into a glass at the pub at the end of a night or the middle of a night and drink a cocktail of whatever. Yeah. Oh, I've um, done that. Mm. Yeah, I've yeah, had the yeah. old mixed, like, but that's not a weird vessel. An ashtray. Oh. Done that. Oh, yeah, that's fucked. Fuck yeah. Although you, you, you would know what that tastes like anyway, so it doesn't really. Well, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the funniest, the, the weirdest thing comes to mind is I do believe people used to use human skulls in some tribes, I'm going to say, in Africa, and they would drink out of those. Yeah, that's Africa true. or South America, one of the two. Yeah, one South of America. Them. I think it was more South America. One of them. The cannibalistic tribes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that's probably pretty funky. I've seen, like, uh, monkeys' heads being used. Uh, about, I don't know if they were real, though. What about a body shot out of the club? <laughs> Meanwhile, Ron has fucking snot rags jammed in his nose. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to blow my nose because then Cam would have to edit that out because I'm just <laughs> shoving tutus up there right now just to, oh, just to soak. Well, I think there's no difference because we've made a point of talking about it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? All right, Man, I'll always look. play it at home. Make sure you record this for the wank bank later. All right, well, I've never, done, I've never done. Yeah, that was a, that was obscene. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no idea. What's the weirdest thing? Like a, is there, a sock? Is there an angle or like a superior have story you you've got here, Ryan? Oh, a Jimmy. Fuck. You've drunk out of a Jimmy. Yeah, so when I was a cadet, they used to... Um, All right, you win. When I was, like, real young, <laughs> they, they used to make us carry in our survival tins uh, a franger, right, and that was for water collection, and you'd have to turn it inside out because obviously it had a bit of lube on the outside. But, a condom for um, those who are still wondering yeah, what those... They hold a lot of water, man. Yes. They hold a lot of water and seminal fluid. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you better hurry up and get to the part about what you drank out of a franger. Just water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And was I'm, it like, did they issue quality frangers or was it like the cheap shit? No, nah, man. Be and not to I'm going to tell you now, buying frangers as like a fucking 12-year-old child is quite difficult. Like you walk into the servo, you fucking grab your box of dingers and it's not for, for anything like, uh, you know, <laughs> hang on, <laughs> hang on, let's back up a bit. It's why just, are you buying why them at 12? 12? 
Well, that was when I was a cadet, man, when I was 12. And uh, oh. so, so you'd walk into the servo, you'd buy them, and you'd put on a counter, and you'd be like, yeah, that's right, I'm getting something tonight. But you're not really, you're just buying it for your survival. I mean, I was going to high-five you. I'm like, you started at 12? <laughs> what? 12? No. I just learned to wank at 12. <laughs> like, I didn't even learn how to do that. I didn't touch my dick till I was 14. You're, you're fucking at 12? <laughs> No, nah, it's it, but that's probably I don't know. I'm trying to think. No, nah, I think I think that's pretty weird, man. Well, it is, but it works. I can't think of anything weirder that I've done drinking. Well, it's oh. the, the reason why I'm asking that is because I mean your stories are way more elaborate than mine. I've done like the old thongy where you use your thong as like a, like a bottle. <laughs> I believe that's not a vessel. Else's. It's just a, a flat fucking yeah. board. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, done the shoey, done my probably not extravagant, but my story is that I was at a it was like fuck, it's probably it, no, it was a house party that I threw at my house with my old housemate. I did a beer bong. So me and my <laughs> this is funny. Me and my mum took turns doing a beer bong where the funnel started at the roof of a two story house, and there was people up on the top pouring drinks into it, and then it ran all the way down to the front door on ground level. Uh, I was at this party. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kayla was there. Yeah, I was there. Ironic. It's funny that you're always at the stories. Oh, and, um, yeah, it was fucked. There was like three or four drinks in it, and then I smashed it. And then people started chanting for my – because my mum – I don't even know why my mum was there. But she was out the front for some reason dropping something off, and everyone was like – Chanting for her to come and try this fucking beer bong. And I don't think she realised what she was getting herself into. But she smashed the whole thing. Yeah, she did like a champ. I remember that. Like, just absolutely nailed it. I can't actually see your mum doing that, bro. No, she smashed it, man. Yeah, like I was taking it back. I was like, what are you What, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? And she's like, oh, I don't know, but I'm having a good time. Like, All right. And then my mum was there for the rest of the party. That's – how old were you? Oh, this is a while ago now. This is uh, like early twenty or he Yeah. Early yeah, 20s. it was like it was yeah, it was a bit, couple of years after I got booted out, me and my mum was. So it was again, whilst so. your mum was was meh. No. 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 No, it wouldn't wouldn't have been. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. That would have made some good pub publicity. Well, not really. <laughs> Private resident. Well that's well, it, like, I don't know, it's kinda of funny though, because she was like, You need, can't tell anyone about this. And um, well, here I am on a now podcast telling everyone. <laughs> yeah, Bill, that's that's out there now, bro, for forever. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, not a big deal, though. I don't, I don't, I don't see it as detrimental at all. Or like if if someone's going to crack a beer bong and do it like a champ, that's just Australian. Oh, oh bloody oh, really. oh, Bob Hawke, yeah, like a uh, beer, exactly. Man. The Prime Minister, oh, yeah. yeah, Prime Minister. So, yeah. Like, yeah. like this whole this whole concept that. Like, you can't drink and it's a bad thing and the poly's like, no, 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 Like, if anyone's got a problem with someone having a drink or doing a beer bong, what? Well, mate, old like, Ruddy went to the Rippers, so, you know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> like, Aussie's going to be Aussie's. If you've not got a leader who is the same as the people they're leading, then you've got a fucking problem. Like, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Like, don't know. I don't know. That's the way I see it. I, f- I feel like, yeah, even leaders have, like, uh, a personal side, like a, a normal side to, to them. Well, fucking yeah. well, that's that's the thing. Like that's that's a good example as to why Joe Rogan is so big because he is who he is and he's genuine about it. Politicians are fake as fuck. 
So if you've got someone who's just doing what they're doing and being themselves and they're fitting in around the community and having a bit of fun and, and it's not harming anyone and it's the typical Australian way, mm. why it doesn't make sense for that to get shat on, really. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, he, okay. the thing with Brogan is, though, people realise he doesn't lie. So, yes, he fucks up and he says yeah. the wrong thing sometimes, but when he does, he owns up to it. So then, then at least people know he's not lying. Politicians, everyone just associates with telling lies constantly. Because oh, they do. Like, it inevitably comes out that every politician lies because they try to cater for the minority that have a voice when... Really, if they just start to figure out what the majority is, then they'll be fine. The problem with society. That's the trouble with politics. Yeah. The problem with society today, though, is if you're anyone of any sort of prominence, like you're on TV or whatever, and you say the wrong thing, you just get cancelled. Whereas what should happen is you have an opportunity to say, hey, I said the wrong thing, and just move on. Yeah. But no. I think the question needs to be asked as to why you get cancelled. And I think that hugely comes down to the. Entities that are in control of you holding that position fold to minority sounding like they're the big voice when it isn't actually the reflection of the majority. It's catering to people who sound like they have a big voice, but if you don't dig a little bit deeper, it's actually too fits a fuck all the people in comparison to the general populace. Yeah, it's us about face. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I think it, 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 all this cancel culture is going to come back to bite us in the ass eventually, man. Because oh, it's, like, it's starting like, to, man. Like it's starting to now. Like they're eating their own. Like this whole cancel culture, because there is no rule, there is no guideline, there's no regulation to it. It's just if someone's upset, then fucking cancel it. But you, you're but impeding freedom of speech, which I think is important. Uh on a philosophical level and, and on a moral level, freedom of speech is very important. And you can't grow unless you have freedom of speech. I mean, you look at places like North Korea, it's a communist-like area, and they obviously aren't free to say what they want, and it certainly holds that country back. Oh, fucking um, <clears throat> like Like that – well, the way that I see it is free speech – is an opportunity for people to hear a different perspective and whether they agree with it or not, it's still exposing them to a different point of view which could turn the cogs in their mind and then potentially contribute to yeah. them changing their mind or having a different perspective, a different understanding of something. Well, so changing society, man. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, we agree. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's like the, that's the whole growth of the human mind, isn't it? Like to step outside what you think is the box that you're in and the way that you see life and then have an exposure to maybe something different, like a greater understanding, being, being open to the fact that you may be wrong about something and then learning that's, from that and growing from that. That's very hard to do in human nature, admitting you're wrong, but it's something that we all need to get better at, myself included. Yeah, 100%. I'd rather do that than be cancelled. I'd rather yeah. say I'm wrong. And hopefully people can see that and go, all right, he's mentioned he's wrong. Yeah, but have, have you past. noticed, so the flow-on effect from like the whole cancel things, is like we're obviously hunters here, the flow-on effect from Facebook, obviously Instagram's owned by Facebook, they're now starting to cancel people's posts and things like that because it doesn't fit in with the company's moral fucking ethics. Yeah. Um, but yet, who's to say that their moral ethics is right? You it's know, 
That's what they've decided. Who, yeah, who, like govern, who governs the whole? Who governs as a whole? Like who draws the line? Who gets to draw that's that line? It's like sitting. It's like sitting in a room of ten people, and one person starting to say something, and then another person says, "I don't agree with that," so you can't say it, and then they're made to be silent for the rest of the conversation. Yeah, that's that's the <clears> equivalent, and <throat> it's terrible. Like that's not that's not creating discourse. That's not that's not creating conversation at all. Like I think I think people just need to harden the fuck up and understand that if someone says something they don't agree with. They don't need to try and change that person's opinion. They just listen to what they say, divulge it a little bit. If they don't agree with it, maybe try and find some common ground. Because this is going to be whole- this is going to be harder to do as well because, it, it, like, our life expectancy is larger. Like, it all ties into everything, man. Oh, it's very complex. Yeah, you're you right. Know, it's it's a huge complex matter. <laughs> but you're right. There's someone needs to. Well, there just needs to be some basic principles to 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 follow, and not shut each other's da- each other down, you know. And these companies certainly need to be held accountable if they do, um, because the only way that we advance in technology and advances civilization is forward thinking, and you can't do that if you if you cancelled, yeah. shut down. All the great. All of the greatest minds that have ever existed were controversial to start off with and they were shot down to start off with. Mm, yeah. And they probably drank out of skulls. <laughs> Sorry. Just had to throw that well, back in there. Well, you've managed to bring gonna, it back gonna, around to have a go at your mug. Well done, Josh. Yeah. So, bring it, yeah, like you said, bring it around to have a go at your mug. So, I've not done anything stupidly crazy other than like a massively long beer bomb. But I did a bit of research into what type of drinking vessels there have been around, um, like some of them for centuries, some of them not. So I've got a little bit of a list here. So I'm just going just to describe a couple of them to you. So there's a, a uh, what's called a quaish, I think it's pronounced quaish, which is from Scotland, which is a like a shallow wooden bowl with two handles, which was traditionally given to a guest by host. And I had to grab my two hands to prove they couldn't, weren't grabbing a sword. So it was like a, a gesture of um, friendship and not uh, being an enemy. Yeah. There is – and this is one, like, I think, Caleb, you might know what this is. Do you know what a yard of ale is? A yard of ale? Are we talking about a yard glass? Of, yeah, like a yard glass, probably the same thing. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so it's, like, it's like a bowl at the bottom and then it goes to a, 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 like a long a tube and then a funnel at the top. And uh, you've got to – the, when you finish it, like the, the all the liquor, the alcohol from the, the bottom of the bowl, like comes out real quick and like splashes down your face. It's like a trick to drinking from them. So like, that's actually been around since the 17th century. And the idea is that you basically you're talking about up. dust like, boot. What you're talking about? He's hey. talking about dust boot. It's in German. Yeah. Now the glass uh, boot. Similar, but it's yeah. bigger. So yeah. it's not. It's about. I think I don't know what the uh, conversion is of a yard. I think it's about 90 centimeters or a meter. Yeah, so and like like dust boot, like how yeah, it holds like in the air boot, pocket. So similar thing. So the dust end. boot, like that's like the Oktoberfest <laughs> thing where you, it's like a massive boot, and then when you're drinking at the end, it all comes down and splashes over your face. Everyone fucking laughs, but but a bit of a hint and a trick for all those playing at home: if you turn the glass when you get to the end <laughs> and keep turning it, then it slows down the flow and you can drink it all. So yeah, buddy. Next time, We've all been Next there. time you're drinking with your mates with dust boot, with a fucking <laughs> yard glass, that's we're, how you do it. Is this what we're talking? Like, I don't know if you can see that from where you are, Ryan. The fucking shit. Hang on. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the joys of 
technology. I'm holding up my phone to the camera to show Ryan. Can you see the dude? He's drinking this. It looks long- like a massive bong. It looks yeah, yeah, that's the one. With a yeah, flat yeah, end. Yeah. And there's it's a, like an open funnel end and then it's like long and goes down to like a bowl. Like a beaker, bowl. but yeah. longer. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So that's that was like, yeah, designed essentially to fuck yourself up. The next one is what we all know as the drinking horn. So, I mean, that's like manliest fuck associated with the Vikings. I get the horn when I'm, I'm drinking. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there. Like, I tried to, uh, well, bought a horn and tried to drink it out of it, and like, to be honest, you go to put it down, and unless it's in some sort of frame, it just doesn't work. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah it, no, it just doesn't work, man. That's the point: hold your drink or drink it all in one go. No. Well, that's the thing. Like the Qual- Vikings, quality, not quantity, man. Down. Okay. <laughs> but Turn it it's one of those things where, like, you, if you're putting it down, it's empty. So they never put their drink down. But, I mean, a bit of trivia for you: the Vikings didn't just drink out of horns; they drank out of everything. Yeah, like glass, wood, fucking everything. There was no limits at all. They didn't go, "Oh, it's not a horn; I'm going to drink out of it." <laughs> But um, the horn's been around for fucking millennia, man. It's probably one of the oldest vessels that anyone's drank out of, and it's been in all the sort of mythical stories like Beowulf, Thor. Well, I've got one for you, actually. You And there is a method of doing this, and I'd, I'd, I would highly not recommend it, but you can actually use the stomach of your dead animal to carry water and drink out of, and you obviously tie off the end and, then, and, and the start and you, it can hold water. The only problem is, is obviously it goes rancid real quick, but you can do it. Oh, Bear well, Grylls did it. Out. Oh, Bear Grylls did it on one of his episodes. Oh, no, it wasn't Bear Grylls, sorry. It was another, I think it was another Pommy fella that did his own sort of survival show and he did it um, and he was crossing like the Kalahari Desert or something like that and he used a goat or a sheep stomach. And he ended up getting violently ill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like violent. I wouldn't it's recommend stomach it. Stomach acids so, and all no. kinds of shit. He obviously like, cleaned it out as best as he could, but he used yeah, it to, to pretty much hold water and drink out of And let's face so, it, you, you eat like the original way of like, uh, sausage skin is intestine, so it is possible to, to use the innards of an animal. Yeah, but I'd say intestines is probably more of a healthier choice. In, in really? Because that's where your shit comes out of, man. Yeah, but there's no stomach acids in it. Yeah, but you're emptying like, the stomach no... acids out. Either way, just fucking wash it. <laughs> <laughs> just wash it all out. I don't care if you use a fucking horse's dick to carry your water. Just wash the thing out properly first. <laughs> Actually, kangaroo's bull bag. To hold what? what? A fucking... To hold something. Like every time I... Oh, normally fucking, that's like a coin, purse, isn't yeah, it? That's coin, like yeah, that's a common... coin purse. Every time I see a pair of those things, I'm just like... Oh. We we do have this like weird thing where we take new shooters out and if we do have permits and we're shooting roos, we, we kind of have this group like uh, tradition where we cut the testicles off and we pop them out and we throw them at the new guy. <laughs> well... First, we convince them they have to eat them, otherwise they're not part of the group. But then when everyone flatly refuses, we giggle and then throw them. <laughs> True. Waste not, why not? Oh, dear. One day, one day I will try cooking them up and giving it a go, I reckon. No, we, we hey, have hang on, hang on. Back up, before. back up, back up. So you going on about butternut. Yeah, I mean. You've never actually partaken. No, nah, not, not in butternut, actually. I've heard it. Nah, I, I disagree because we have cooked up roux testicles before. And I ate some, and 
don't think it was UK. I think it was whoever else we were. I think it was when we were over in uh, – we are interstate somewhere doing a root call. Maybe you were the new shooter and we were like, you've got to eat this. I think so, because I've not eaten root testicle before. Yeah, I haven't eaten Actually, do you know what? It might have been. It might have been the first time we went over to Vic on uh, the root cull, and that was the first time I shot a root. <laughs> Maybe it was. It Joke's on you, because <laughs> none of us have eaten that shit. I mean, if anyone was going to go through with it, it'd be him. Yeah, that's oh, true. Fuck. But don't knock it till you try it, man. I will try it one day. I, I, I will. You know... We discard a lot of, of, of I guess, the byproducts of a lot of animals uh, these days. I mean, not a lot of hunters I know eat heart, liver. I mean, who do you know eats like blood pudding anymore? Like no one. I'm not, um, I'm not hard up for fucking meat, so I don't feel the need. But if it was, yeah, but it's edible, man, and, it and you can try it, and, and you can at least try it once in your life, you know. Um, and look, I'm pretty, I'm pretty open to eating lamb's testicles. Oh, yeah, ram's testicles. Ram's lamb's testicles. <laughs> no, it's a, Mongolia is a uh, delicacy, man. Lamb's I mean, when you go like, over and get your ore dad, yeah. fucking eat his testicles, bro. Hundred <laughs> percent. I will fucking eat all of that animal. Yeah, if it's I ever like get a, a chance rotten, to shoot an ore dad, a rotten duck's fetus, a delicacy in. Is it Mongolia as well? Uh, is it Mongolia? Maybe somewhere well, in a, somewhere in Southeast Asia. Yeah, it I wouldn't think. surprise me. Yeah, it's like man. an egg that they leave to ferment with the body of, like, the embryo of a, a duck or a chicken or something, and then. I mean, the Chinese the Chinese know. eat fucking tiger penis. So let's face it, you can eat anything. Or pangolin, <laughs> bats. <laughs> Thanks very much. And we're back online with COVID. <laughs> Woo! What a segue. <laughs> Well, look, I, I've got a couple of different ones here about uh, going back to the drinking vessels. Have you ever heard of a Paron? Or, heard of a what? I don't really know if I'm pronouncing it. It's P-O-R-R-O-N, Poron. It's in Spain. So uh, you might have actually come across this, Caleb, in your travels. It's like a um, like a glass bottle with a spout on the side of it. Let me madly Google. I haven't been oh. to Spain. I've been to Italy. Glass yeah, oh, it's, it's like Spain and surround. So it's like a, it's like a glass bottle. It's like a cross between a, a large bottom bottle and a kettle, essentially. And it, it's basically you put wine in it or liquor in it, and then it creates like a really thin stream out of the spout, and then it goes into your mouth. And the idea is that you can drink from it without touching it, and then you can pass it to the next person. But the uh, there's a thing in Spain in modern days where they give these to the tourists and they just because they've got no idea what to do with it. They end up spilling fucking wine all over themselves and all they over their clothes. It's like a tourist gag. It looks like a fun time, but no, I haven't seen that in the flesh. Definitely, it's just, I think it's definitely a Spanish thing. It's, just, it, yeah. it's a Spanish wine picture. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, so you can like skull straight from the bottle. Yeah, there you go. Looks like fun. So, like, the the last one on my list is like is a claret jug from the Victorian era, which is commonly mistaken as a trophy. So it's it's um, oh yeah, look at like a trophy. Look at me with my fucking googling. Mm. It looks exactly yeah. like a trophy, like you've just won the bloody British Masters or something. Well, it was like a deck swinging competition for when you're hosting people. So like the more fancier your claret jug is, the better host you are. So it's sort of mm. 
Oh, that would definitely be sterling silver. You'd drink um, out of that. Yeah, I'd probably. I'd prefer to drink out of that out of, out of a than a wine glass. I have this thing with wine glasses, man. That like they're so flimsy, and I feel like I'm going to break them with my fucking potato I, hands. Um, I feel like you had a bad experience, well, and then now it's affected you with dude, with glasses. your grip strength. I don't know how you haven't snapped your dick off already. Oh, bro. <laughs> it tends one way. You, it tends to the right. You must just be cranking <laughs> away, going, shit, I hope I don't rip it How off tonight. How are your balls still attached <laughs> when you are massaging it, those things? It tends How? to the right, it does. I, no, I don't understand how you don't feel the same way. Like, it, like I grab this, I grab this, like, what, millimetre thick glass and I just feel like if I, if I put any effort in... Holding it, it's just going to snap. And I don't like it. I don't like it. It's, it's I, a gentle I, touch. I will, ask, I will ask a waiter to just give me some red wine in a fucking scotch glass. Yeah, I know. That, that, yeah. I'm sure it pains them. But, yes, you do that. I can verify. You will not drink wine out of a stemmed wine glass. I, do, I, I find it is very, that, very Is that just because you think you'll break it? No, no. It it feels like I, I've broken a couple, obviously in an accident, but uh, uh, yeah, I nah, don't like it. Can't well, do it. What am I? So here? if I did nothing but serve you drinks in a stemmed glass constantly, would that agitate you? Yeah, yeah, it would actually. I I don't know what it is. Like I had a martini on Monday, and even the martini glass, I was like, fuck. I basically have to just rest this. Like on my fingers and not put any effort into to holding it. Otherwise, I feel like I'm going to break it. And it was an espresso it's martini, so and it was lovely. No, it's not about so, strength. It's just so strong and brave. The, the glass just feels so fragile, and I feel so clumsy that well, just don't trust it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my missus has a friend well, who every time she comes around for dinner, we do not give her wine in a stem wine glass because without fail, once she's had a couple. She will go to put her glass back on the table and just like smash the stem into the side of the table and break yeah, the glass. That's what I mean. It just feels, it feels so fragile that yeah, if you even just put it down wrong or yeah, one wrong move and you break it and you're like oh, and you don't want to break, especially when you're at someone's house. You don't want to break their wine glass, so it's just easy to be like that's, oh, just give it in a scotch glass. So you're just redlining. You're just redlining your strength at all times. You don't have the spectrum of. Of subtle, <laughs> subtle, gentle, moderate strength. You just have <laughs> at all times. Moderation. Even when he wakes, that's waking in the door once a week. <laughs> Recovery Moder- time, bro. Moderation's for cowards and, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know, man. Rip it and rip it. Yeah. No, it's, it's not, it's so not about. bashing the bishop to a next level. It's really not about being manly at all. It's just about being clumsy, and I feel clumsy around holding a, a wine glass. Look, it's not like I've never not had a red wine out of uh, a wine glass, but I'd just prefer not to. Mm. To be fair, I've, seen him, hold, I've yeah. seen him hold a newborn baby as well, and he, the look on his face fucking freaked out like he was like, going like to break it. Like he was going to break it. Yeah, man. Look. I feel I like mean, I can't the baby's move. face was going red the whole time, so that would have been a sign. Meanwhile, you should see what doctors do when they rip those kids out of Oh, they mothers. are ruthless. Yeah, man. Like just one leg upside down. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I feel that sets them up for failure in the future. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was funny you said, like baby, babies when they're first born. Like I, No one told me anything about that. So my son was born with a C-section, right? And I watched the whole thing. It was fucking cool. No worries. 
and he comes out and the the doctor's done just that. Like, grabbed him, yoinked him out, like, basically swung him around and threw him against the wall and he's bounced off and landed on the nurse's table. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, I've turned to a nurse and I'm going, is that, like, isn't that a bit rough? And she goes, no, no, no. The joints aren't connected yet. They're like rubber. Yeah. Like, you can... You could literally drop a baby as long as it's not on their head and they'll be fine. Yeah, you see that's that? definitely not condoning dropping a baby. That that but but to get it the when they're being born, to get out of the bloody vagina, they gotta bloody oh, man, get squeezed and squished in every which way. That's why the plates in their head aren't joined yet. And I've I've delivered yeah. plenty of animals and, and that's fine, but and I get that, but like cause it's a and it's not my own. If it was my own, I'd probably be like, Yeah, it's sick. Just but, shove it in the car and crack the window. Yeah. 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 Crack the window, you'll be right. You'll be right. Exactly. But because it's someone else's, and I actually never got to hold my nieces and nephews as a, as a baby because uh, I was away. Thanks. Fucking work. Thank you very much. But I don't think I would want to either because, it one, yeah, it's not my own, and two, I, I just felt like your children, Caleb, I felt uncomfortable because – like if I drop, if you drop, if you drop your fucking baby, yeah, okay, it's your fault. You, it's you, not great. You just be like, okay, cool. But if I drop it, yeah, it's a different story. Dude, yeah. I Are drop you- my kid all the time. <laughs> Everyone drops them at some point. <laughs> all the fucking time. Like, well, not all the time. Like we, we, I've dropped, I've dropped Archer before, and they bounce. Yeah, yeah. Look, and I, or I do wa- get. Or that. you walk through a doorway and just collect their head on the way through. Yeah, and I get, I get that. And I get <laughs> I get kids are resilient. It's, I, I it's amazing the worst picture is Karen. Yeah, it's Karen's terrible. Look, back around people just don't talk about dollars. this shit. This happens. It's common as fuck. Yeah, yeah but for someone that doesn't have children, confused. like it, it feels, you know, it's it's a strange entity. Like it, yeah, it just feels different. Alien. Yeah, I actually saw a post on on. I think it was Taxo or something on Instagram just before, and it was this baby wigging out, kicking out of its mother's stomach, and she's obviously got a camera. She's got like a bird's eye view of her stomach and his legs just like full pushing out of her skin. Yeah, man. And I'm like, it's what? like alien. <laughs> it is like alien. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Looks looks messed up. And then yeah. they they drank out of the baby's skull. No, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry well, to bring it back. Speak, speaking of messed up, so I'm, I'm going to wrap up my interpretation. I've got a couple of the like modern drinking vessels that have been kicking around in advertised bars. A glass. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, well, it's funny you should say that. My final question to you, fellas, is what's the most obscure thing that people are drinking out of today other than a shoey? Like a, a served vessel in a bar. Uh, like it'd have to be a, like a body shot or something like that. Like a human something. Mm. A human skull. No, no. Nah. I feel like it would be a, a coconut. A boot, a pot plant. A, co- a coconut. <laughs> yeah. We went through that mad That's... mason jar phase, like fucking whatever. Nah, I want to get back to the mason jar phase. I'm still drinking out of mason jars in my house. Yeah, because you finished your jam jar and you're like, what am I going to do with it? Oh, I'm going to save the world. And reuse it. Put a lid on it. Uh, no, just because I can't afford to buy real glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't shit. know. I don't think we're going to guess. What's the answer? Oh, yeah, oh no, I was just just questioning to, to see what your answer would be. So I've got a little bit, bit of a list here. These are these are actual advertised drinks online. So you can, 
you can go to some bars and get a drink served in a tin can, which which is like budget saving if ever. Like that's which is that's funny because aluminum causes Alzheimer's. But go on, as in like your yeah. fucking jar of crushed tomatoes. Like not yep. jar, sorry, you can of crushed tomatoes with the top taken off. Don't cut your lip. Correctly. Like don't cut your lip. You'd assume that they'd serve it in a straw. Like <laughs> otherwise it's dangerous. Well, man drinks out of a straw. That's right. If you drink out of a straw, rethink your life. Have a look well, at it. Well, it depends. Mirror. If you're drinking up your nose, it's a different story, isn't it? <laughs> nose beers. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's like, what's a nose beer? I know what a nose beer is. I'm not that naive for fuck's sake. <laughs> So you've got the oh, like there's test tubes and beakers, which is was a thing for oh, like yeah, the nineties. I've, I've yeah. seen the test tube one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was a massive thing in like in Australian clubs for a while. In like not even, like up to the early two thousands, really. Yeah, and then there's oh. like a flower pot. You oh, bro, I, 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 funny story about oh, that. Yes, I I'm, had a party in Darwin Yes, when yes. I was living with, with a bunch of dudes. Man. My memory just got twigged. Yeah. I've been to the same sort of party where. Yeah, yeah, and you go, you'd be able to go to Cheaper's Chips and you'd get a flower pot that was a, basically an oversized mug. Uh, it looked like a terracotta mug and it had a hole in the bottom, obviously, to drain the water out for the plant. But all we did was plug up the hole and use it as a fucking cup. Yeah, but it was the point of the party. You can't drink out of yeah. a normal cup. You can't, yeah. You yeah. Can't, so I've yeah. been to one of those parties and I used a coconut. No, a pineapple, sorry. That is a great idea for a party. So like just you can't drink out yeah, of a normal cup. You can't drink out of a cup. So. Right, next fishing camping trip, that's it. Instead of Hawaiian, it's obscure drinking vessels. Vessels. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah, jet boil. Uh, there's like the classic. There's also the classic fish bowl. If you yeah. go to Bali oh. or yeah, I bought one. Actually, I bought one. <laughs> I bought one in the last year. In the last year, couldn't finish it. Um, nope. Uh, me and Cat had like one swig, and it tasted like shit. It was a forty dollar fucking drink, <laughs> and we were like, nah, and we just left it. <laughs> normally, it's rocket fuel mixed with. No nah, man, drink. it was just like a couple shots and then cordial, and it was just sick. Sickly sweet. Can't do it. Yeah, that's a lot to commit to. <laughs> it is. I'd be inquiring at the bar, what is in this fishbowl? It's funny yeah. you say that because that's how the missus got roofied by, I think it was. Well, that's out like there. <laughs> oh, no, this is, I think we might have spoken about this before where. I spoke about you being roofied. <laughs> no, no, it was me. Yeah, I ended up getting roofied. Well, it wasn't roofied, it was ketamine. But my partner and her friend had ketamine dropped into their drinks that was some obscene concoction of a, of a cocktail that was like basically the equivalent of a fishbowl. And they didn't end up drinking them. I drank them and I nearly died. So, and that was, that was in Adelaide. That wasn't even overseas. Yeah, I mean, that, there's a high risk. There's, look at the surface area. Like, you could fucking lob a pill <laughs> into that drink from three metres away. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, you could. You really could. No. I mean, it was the dude at the bar that did it, but that's a different story. Yeah, I want to know who the fuck's box had drink. What? Dead shit, dead Dead beat. set shit fucking. Fucking dude, dead it was, spikes and fucking girls drink. Absolute rock spiders. Mate, this is back in the day when there was bikies running clubs and there was no regulations and... Like we were underage as well, so it was just does not as fuck, and not the not the place that you'd be if you're in the know how anyway. 
There's no COVID though. Just does That's not. That's right. There's no COVID. So. Better days. What happened to the good old dr- days where the you know it was just heroin and fucking? What <laughs> 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 so, about the good old days? We could just. Double drop a fucking ecky and have a good time. Don't have to worry Double. about anything. Oh, you're a pussy. Please, triple. <laughs> That's to start off with, bro. By the end of the night, you're 10 it's, deep and you're looking for the fucking dealers. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Stop it's, doing drugs. You're weird eyes. Don't do drugs, kids. Uh, look, the last one on my list is, uh, sorry, there's the last two, is light bulb. Like, this. <laughs> fuck me. You know the, the screwing light bulbs? that you can get for the big floodlights at, well, they're not sporting floodlights because they're different the LEDs, but the old school screwing bulbs that you get for streetlights that were massive, mm, yeah. there's a club that's using that as a vessel to, to sell drinks in. So you've got to unscrew your fucking light bulb and then put a straw in. And I mean, yeah. it's like it's like a fucking crack addict's dream, really. Let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up for me. The last one is a bucket and spade. That was a common thing where you'd get like a fucking... What do you need uh, the spade? What do you need the spade? Like a, a, What's the spade for? A kid's, bu- a kid's bucket and spade, not like a fucking 25-litre bucket and a steel spade. Like, like a seaside building, sandcastle sand type, yeah. Yeah, yeah sandcastle, bucket and spade, and use a spade to like dose out the drinks. Again, why do you need the spade? I don't, it's like a gimmick. So you fill the, you fill the bucket and you drink out of the spade. All right, talk, talking about vessels and spades and shit. How many of you have flogged a glass from a pub? Uh, As in stolen? Yeah, like you've, you've got a drink and you've either haven't finished it and it's time to go home and you've taken the glass with you or you just like the look and the cut of the jib of the glass and you fucking want to take it. When I've done it, yes. I mean, I've stolen an entire table from a bar, so. These guys are fucking yeah. criminals. You despise, I despise you. Fucking stealing. You've shit. bloody done it. You've bloody done it. I'm, I'm you, pretty, I'm you, pretty you sure. You've never stolen a glass. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Never stolen a thing. I'm pretty sure when it comes to criminal damages at nightclubs <laughs> or pubs, you're probably going to win. Yeah, I just man, have a slight sure. feeling you're going to win. I've got a story for you. <laughs> I've got a story. Is it for you. us or is it for the I've listeners? Got, no, I've got a, is it for the wider well, consumption of everyone? I feel like. Do we need to take this offline? (laughs) I feel feel like you both know this. But once upon a time, there was a lad. The lad shall shall be named, shall not be named, sorry. Anyway. (laughs) He's a friend. He's a friend. And when he used to go and order drinks at the bar and he had to go to the loo, he would just piss at the bar while he was ordering drinks. Like down his... (laughs) Down his leg? Or? No, well, you've obviously got the, the bar there, so you're just like you, you're standing right at the bar and you're like, oh, I've got to piss, but I don't want to lose my line. And the chick starts ordering, like taking your order, and you're like, oh, so you flop it out and you piss, and then you take drinks and you I go feel back. Like this is really a Darwin thing. Like, I don't think too many people are getting away with that in Adelaide. No, mate, that's an Adelaide thing. <laughs> okay, you're getting away with that in Adelaide. I've noticed that they started putting lights. Under, on the underside of the front of the bar. Yeah, that's for shy that guys, bro. Well, that's all that is is having, to having stop the shy having guys. Said that there are some pubs and there is a legit like a gutter system. Yeah, man. Yeah. So once upon a time, I reckon you could. Could you do that? Yeah, at the bar. And you've got to think if you were playing poker, right? Like back in the day, you wouldn't leave your seat, right, for a hand or anything like that. 
um, and people would piss and shit and like on their seats. So I figure it's not really out out of the box thinking. Just to are you talking about like gunslinging? West yeah, like Wild West. Yeah, like fucking yeehaw! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm pretty sure if they needed to shit, they wouldn't just shit in their chaps. No, you're not leaving a hand if you're like about to win. I don't know, back then, 20 bucks. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not leaving the table. Come on. No one's shitting in the how, chair. I love yeah. your comparison. Your comparison's like pissing in a bar <laughs> when there's a toilet usually 20 metres from you while you're right. in line to order a right. drink. Have you, have you waited in, in some of the lines at the clubs to get a drink, mate? Fuck that shit. I'd just piss on the bar and then order me a drink. Dude, I that was not me. That was someone that shall not be named. A mate of yours. Yeah, we'll just we'll go with that. Yeah, I haven't felt compelled to do that, really. <laughs> you ain't never got proper fucking outback drunk, mate. Oh no, he's been outback drunk. <laughs> nah. What is it? I think it's Kevin Bloody Wilson said you're not you're not drunk until you've got a shit in your pants and it's someone else's shit. Not yours. Then you're outback drunk, mate. <laughs> now, there's only two ways that I can see that coming around. Either of them are pretty. Why do I feel like we're never going to get this podcast clean? <laughs> because we won't. Yeah. This is what it's the people demand. Uh, you want to know again, about? Like at the beginning, at the beginning, you were like, "Oh, well, I'm just going to just going to wrap up my swearing and." And we're going to clean it up a little bit. Yeah, now I talk about come out shitting your Mate, pants. Settle down. You're not going to clean your act up. <laughs> yeah, I'm cleaning it up. Right? <laughs> You're over thirty. Your ways are set. Nah, I'm not going to clean. You I'm, should know this. No, I'm cleaning this up. There ain't no change in no, you. That's it. Put it on a pole. <laughs> the poles Whoa, that never exist. Put it on a pole. That. We're doing that tomorrow. <laughs> Will Josh collect clean up his act? Never. Let's make bets. Will Josh clean up his act? Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. <laughs> I'll clean it up for fifty bucks for a week. We have way too many pending bets, like the one where I outlive you. When when you die before me, how are you paying me? This has to be something written into our wills. Yeah, dead you set. Set up a trust fund, man. No, dead set. I'm outliving you, and there has to be something left to me. That's like of, in our wills, value. we have to leave yeah. something to each other. Yeah. yeah. Nah. And, an, and, and a note, and a heartfelt note. No. Yeah. Mine is going to just yeah. be abuse. Yeah, that's fine. Suck. That's, that's I was going to say, shit. one of the notes is just going to be a dick, just a picture of a dick. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> eat shit, or like it's a dick and surprise written under it. Yeah, so so we have this bet, and I'm going to outlive both Caleb and Ryan. I'm fitter, faster, stronger, nah. better looking, fucking, yeah. No, like you've it's had just a hard life, mate. You've had a way it, harder life. It's just going to happen. <laughs> way harder life. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pegging you. I'm pegging you at you're going to die at maybe 63. Oh, fuck off. Hang on, hang yeah. on. Is he dying from you pegging him at 63 years of age? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to peg the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> peg him to death. Josh, Josh you're, you're done at 63. Caleb. 63? Probably could, yeah, because fuck. he's... Young and dumb and probably going to die of something stupid. So, <laughs> Full of your cum when you pick Caleb, you're going to die at like a ripe old age of like a 78 because you're more conservative. Nah, keep going. No. My, 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 nana, my nana was 98. Oh, if we're going off nanas, man, I'm living till I'm like 96. Well, I got 98, so yeah, I'm beating you. Nanas, women live longer than men. You can't do that. That's not a thing. Yeah, I feel like you've had – so I feel 
Like Ryan, you're going to hit 70. And because you're Mate, so I'm big. I'm not going to make that. Dude, if I live till I'm 50, I will, I'll, be, I'll be glad no. because my Do life decisions. I'm going to say 70. Caleb, I'm going to say you will live the longest to yeah. 74. Dude, keep 74. going. Nah, 74. <laughs> I, I, my justification for this is because you've had two – you're too comfortable that something like shingles or, I don't know, some shit like that, I don't know, a spider bite gets you or something like that. Shingles. Yeah, shingles. Or <laughs> shingles. <laughs> shingles. Of all things, shingles. Yeah. Shingles. Yeah, fucking ah. shingles. Okay. And I'm going to hit about 87, I reckon. Yep. Maybe Look, even ninety, give or take. Do you know what? Do you know what's funny? Like, if you go on the current curve of life expectancy versus scientific advancement, if we can survive for the next twenty-five to thirty years, yeah, our life expectancy theoretically could be inevitable, or at least a hundred. Yeah, we could live forever. Or at, like at a minimum, a hundred. Yeah, like it's like every I haven't updated whatever is going on at the moment. I think about six months ago, it was every every six months another. Every sorry, every twelve months, another six months is added on to the current life expectancy. So, yeah, you can tell that by the retirement age because, like, oh, seventy. Oh, in three years' time, it's gonna be like, oh, seventy-five. You can retire, and the next yeah. fucking three years will be like, oh, eighty. Mate, those crow's feet don't lie. Mate, you <laughs> you look like a leather bag. Mate, when you get up in the morning, I want you to go you take like your morning shit, and then when you're washing your hands, I just want you to lift your head. Just put all the effort into just lifting your head ever so slightly. Just look forward and then just pause and just look in that mirror and see what I say. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll understand. Whatever. I'm still outliving you. Fuck no. <laughs> and then I will I'm drink a beer from your skull. Oi, if, to celebrate. When, 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 if, I, if I do, but I won't, so I won't have to worry about this, but say if I did, say if, I don't know, something crazy happened like, I don't know, a meteor hit the earth and I fucking blocked it and like, soccer punched it and it fucking deflected and <laughs> saved everyone but killed me. I don't know, some shit. Say that happened and I died. <laughs> At my funeral, if you fuckers cry, I'm going to come back and haunt you and then at night I'm just going to sit there and I'm just going to slowly dribble my fucking my, my piss on your face every night for the rest of your life. I don't want you to cry. Is what I'm trying to say. Water torture. I don't want you to cry. I want you to be happy. I want you to sink piss. I want you to. I want you to go get some magic mushrooms and then just eat them. I mean, this is all dependent on what you leave to me and your will. Because I'm still alive and you're dead, (laughs) so I win the bet. What are you leaving to me? That's going to dictate whether I'm happy or not. I'll leave you all your guns. My. I'll leave you. I'll leave you bear. Your dog will be well dead. <laughs> Your dog will be well dead. But I'm going to get Dwayne to, to taxidermy him and stuff him and I'll leave you bare. All right. Well, I'm going to taxidermy my dick <laughs> when I die and bequeath that to you in my will. All right? So you can fucking. That way, you, know what, you know where that's going. You Straighten can- the dude's bums and I'm going to be like, <laughs> you fucked a dude. You fucked a dude. <laughs> Posthumously. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with having an intercourse with dudes. I just want to put it out there. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. By then it will well, be. You've got to get Caleb's head taxidermed into a smile. By then it will be. And then get his dick. <laughs> and like, no, just... get his mouth taxidermed and his dick. And just be like, no, you finally did it, bro. Suck at his own dick. 
whatever. It'll be the year 2116 by then. There'll be no genders. Everyone will just be fucking. And it's just Caleb's sex. brain in, a, in like a glass jar with a robotic, with a robotic body. Correct. And then you're there, Josh, frail and old as fuck with his head and his dick, just mouth fucking himself while he watches. And he's like, that's not funny, Josh. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey Luke, I'm hoping I hope you're at the gym. I hope you're at the gym when you listen to this, and I hope you're trying to put weights away, and you just can't, and you just break down in laughter again. So Luke, I, Luke, <laughs> I hope you're out there listening next week. <laughs> yeah, that was a special shout out with an inside joke, but okay. Yeah, sorry. One of our mates said he, he was at the gym, um, and he he couldn't like end up like putting his weights away because he ended up just like. In hysterics after listening to us, oh, I can't listen. I can't do anything active. Listen to a podcast. I do the yeah. gym and listen actually to Joe Rogan or us. Really, that, that's my go-to. I listen to us at the gym, and you know what? I actually will sit there and I'll be doing like mid-set, and because you don't, this sort of flows into something that like my part of the topic breakdown actually. Oh, hello. Like, uh, you don't. Remember what you say on the podcast verbatim. Like it, it, it's impossible. We've done well, quite a few now, and obviously we'll keep we'll continue to, to to go. So when I listen back, there's things that you might have missed or you, you forget, and I'll be doing like mid fucking rep, and I will just break down in laughter, and I will have to rack the weight, and I'll, I'll take some time out, and it's odd because you'll be in the gym, you got your headphones in, and I'll be laughing like full bore. Loud as fuck, pissing myself in laughter. <laughs> You're the crazy listening, guy. Listening to our own podcast. And then I'll look around and I'll be like, oh, fuck, no one else can hear this. <laughs> do you like do you like point to your earphones and be like, it's my podcast. It's, it's funny. And then everyone's like, wow, this guy's a 100%, man. I'm, I'll, I'll just be like, oh, it's obviously something I'm listening to. You know, I just, yeah, I don't really care anyway. But <laughs> what people think of me at the gym, but that's um, no, good. I can. Definitely, definitely. But I need music, man. I need like pump up, like fucking high energy. What are shit. you doing? No, like I'm talking about if exercise is involved or like a high pace activity. I need like pump music. I can't listen to talking. Like, yeah, with- I li- I listen to podcasts if I'm fucking mowing the lawn. Yeah, yeah, cleaning the house. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mundane tasks or yeah. working. Like not, not. I got to admit, I I don't mind. Listen to a podcast while working out, man. But the problem is, is you get sidetracked, you do, when you're working out and then it'll be like three minutes since you've done a set and you're like, fuck, you, like, you sort of forget. Okay. But yeah, your concentration is broken all the time. It is, but like I like to break a mental sweat as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, well, are we getting into your topic breakdown yet right. or...? Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, let's we'll, do that. What do you got, Josh? You we'll got? get into mine. So this week's just more advice. So have a go, your mug to me is is advice. And like I said, it sort of came or has come back to the podcast. I mean, two years ago, two years roughly. Eight months. We obviously decided to, to do a podcast. Um, so th- three of us, and most of you know the story. It's been told before on the podcast that – we wanted to do something together as mates. In my mind, we just wanted an excuse to see each other more often. Uh, life got very busy. People started to 
like diving to work and and obviously you both have children um that takes up a lot of time you both got misses and things like that so in my mind it was an excuse to see each other regularly and we talked about it for years and years and years and years and we still continue to talk about things that we haven't done that we want to do but it came to a crunch time where we did it had a yeah. bloody go. We we had a go. We simply just were like, no, nah, let's do it. And we started off from, and I'm not going to say this word, but it's the H word. I'm just going to say shit beginnings with a one directional mic attached to a mobile phone to record our podcasts. Correct. <clears throat> I wasn't even that, mate. The first recordings that were, were done were just the phone. Oh, the very first. The, yeah. yeah. The, the very first, like the trial stuff that we did was the, well, I think it was the more, eight more to 16 hours of. of uncut dribble that n- will never be released ever. Oh, my never. God. But imagine <laughs> like, if we maybe, like, have you listened back to those files? Really no, I, I want to destroy them. I have. <laughs> it's more like that, a lot of that is like it's both it's diabolical and fucking hilarious at the same time. There's a lot of X, like. More X-rated shit and a lot of like us giving each other therapy. Yeah, and yeah. it will never it's be just released DNA unless someone it. wants to pay us a million bucks. No, 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 I'm 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 laying it right down now. You would have to pay <clears throat> fifty million for that shit to get released, dude. Oh, maybe when we have a Patreon paywall, we might release it later on. Oh, look, if someone wants to pay us 50 mil to release that shit, I'll be more than happy. (laughs) That's fine. It can go out there because I'll have enough for therapy. (laughs) So that's fine. You'll learn some stuff about our personal lives. Put it that way. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, we were were all going through some some hard shit at the time. So it inevitably became mates just leaning on mates. It did. It did. And it was like a... Uh, like although it was a trial phase to to see, I guess to figure out a a, a formula on how to do the podcast and things like that. It was it was just this massive therapy session, and then some X rated shit that was that just should never be <laughs> repeated. Fucking <laughs> funny though. Ever, it's like that stuff that you talk about with your best friend. That has have you seen the Keel and Peel skit where they're like calling their wives bitches, but they're like they start off in yeah. like the kitchen and their wives are in the next room and he's like, I said, I said, I said, I said, bitch. And then like it cuts to the next one and they're in like a tree outside. Uh, and then the next one and they're in like this field that's like miles from their home and they're like, I said, I said, I said to her, I looked in her eyes and I said, bitch. <laughs> It's like that sort of stuff, man. It's never getting released. <laughs> um, yeah, probs not. Yeah. Anyway, like, so I took "Have a Go Your Mug" as a literal thing, as basically stop talking about it and do it. And that's <laughs> the last few months. Uh, I've been planning, obviously, to to well, we bought a caravan still being built and we bought the 79 and it's still <laughs> being built but our plan is obviously to travel and I've been immersing myself in a lot of YouTube content of guys that will just travel Australia or <clears throat> there's one particular uh, couple and it's called Back to Basics and they pretty much just get in their boat and they island hop through the Great Barrier Reef oh, yeah. and they pretty much take – well, they took – 
four months of supplies with them and then after that they just pretty much substitute with catching fish or crabs or you know squid or whatever whilst they island hop and they just island hop and island hop obviously there's a bit of behind the scenes that you don't see like i'm sure they'd run out of fuel because they got like this 44 gallon drum as a fuel tank at the the front of the boat and i have no doubt knowing how much petrol uh, boats use uh, that they would obviously pull in somewhere at some point to refuel and probably get water and things like that but Look, they just go for four months and they did it over COVID a year ago or that's when they started releasing their content of them travelling. And I'm just sitting there and I watch these things, these videos at night and I'm in awe of it. I am like, because they're just, they've just like gone, fuck it, fuck work, fuck doing the nine to five, fuck doing the mundane, just get out there, load the boat. The boat's nothing special, which is the other thing that I like about it. It's not like uh, an Evo fucking five or something like that. There's nothing special about the boat. And it's just swag. And this this girl's quite young as well, and she's a trooper. She's I think she's Italian. And if I was judging a book by the cover, you'd look at her and be like, you, you don't look like the kind of person that would do this. But... <laughs> She's just out there giving it a go with this guy. And, yeah, they just obviously film their adventures and it's short films, you know, like 10 to to 20 minutes long. And they're going out there and they're giving it a go. And I I know I've said this multiple times on the podcast about just chasing your dreams and I think we need more people that just do that. And Tash last week, that's something that we discussed or – something that I discussed with her during the podcast was we'd need more people that just say stick the finger to the man and just go and live their life and you work out the money and you work out the the rest of it on the go. Obviously that's difficult with kids and you both have something to say about that. No, but I get what you're saying, like just people prepared to take a risk. Yeah, yeah. I mean when you look back right now, and this is the way that I see it, is when I look back and I'm 50 years old and I've already done a fair bit in my life and I've lost some of that childlike behaviour where it was just like, fuck yeah, let's do it, let's just go, who cares, let's just go and do it. And uh, I don't want to be at like 50 and look back and do and, and be like, oh, I should have, would have, could have, you know. And having been there before... I want to get back there more. And the older I get, like the more risks I want to take, the more chances and, and, and things that I want to do, it, it just it's like this overwhelming sense of desire that I can't shake. And then every night, instead of watching stupid television, I'm watching these YouTube channels that seem to just fuel this burning desire, this passion to do it. And, yeah, I, I don't know. And obviously, we, we spoke about this. We spoke about it with Tash about the whole being born into a lifestyle that you don't necessarily identify with, and yeah. then having yeah. an exposure to something that is calling you home. Like yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And as someone who has kids, there is ways around that. Like you, you, you can do like external learning, and and yeah. I, one of my good mates has done exactly that grabbed a van, taken his two kids and his wife and gone around and it's working brilliantly for them. Yeah. Um, 
the the number of people that are doing that I think has increased given the whole COVID pandemic bullshit that's gone on uh, because people can't go overseas and can't do that. So they're grabbing a van or a caravan and doing what they can. But I think kudos to you, man. Like if that's what you want to do, then that's that's going to like, die I, off when when the borders and COVID settles down. People are going to start travelling again, and and airlines will start making travel cheaper to go overseas and things like that. And look, you know, yeah. if oh, and that that's not the point. The point is is if you want to do it, you should just do figure it. out a way to do it. I mean. There's a lot of excuses, and this is a definitely an argument that Senate mate has had, uh, like internally before. It's not an argument, but it's the discussion, and I find that people will make excuses for for stopping their dream and stopping their passion and their desire. And it's like, to me, repression is the the worst thing that can happen to a human being. Like, you know, if you just are repressed and not allowed to be you, that's you may as well just die. Like, I, I think death is, is, is better than, than being repressed. Um, and stepping out there and taking, I guess, taking your life and uh, by the reins and just steering it your own way. Like, I had a friend, I'll, I'll dive into this, this is a bit of personal, but uh, I was married once and got divorced, but we had a a photographer who we had to do our, our wedding photography, and he was not too old, he was about 40. He obviously, he had a wife and, a, and two kids at this stage that I met him, but when I was... I went around to his house to discuss, obviously, the the wedding photos, and he had told me a bit about his life. And he went to the states when he was a younger lad and just had a newborn child. And he push, he got, a, he bought a push bike for him and his missus, and they rode across the states with a newborn child. And they did this for three months, right? Three months, no job, no fucking nothing, newborn kid. And they just, they obviously had a little bit of savings to obviously buy food and get them, get them by, but they just yeah. rode across the States and, and he was like, it was that good. Their second child that they had, they did it again. So they then did it with two children. Mate, that's, how that's ad- resilience. How like, that's, admirable that's, is that? And it's that, it's that, it's resilience. It is, it is. And Caleb's got this look on his face yeah. like, no fucking way, man. Yeah, he's like, oh, have children, motherfucker, and then come talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But then I'm like, because in my mind I'm going, but imagine that experience with our children at all. So, yeah, but this is the thing. Imagine with them. And this is something that I don't quite get because you were homeschooled yes. and you know that it's quite possible for kids to get a a very high standard of education whilst doing it. At home or on the road. Remotely, yeah, correct, yeah. yes. So so I, I don't understand what the reservation is and how, like, because well, this is something I, you I and I certainly butt heads with quite badly. <sighs> like, we seem to be just two or dad just, just headbutting each other. I think. Because I know it's, it, I know for a fact that at the drop of a hat you do it. And this is something that we've also spoken that we've wanted to do was a trip to Darwin. And it seems so small because it's a, a week or two trip, but yet we've spoken about it for probably the last 15 years and it's never eventuated. I mean, yes, there's a there's anecdotal evidence, as you've just demonstrated, mm. that it can be done. Mm-hmm. If I have a choice, 
to experience something like that, I'd rather do it without kids. But if it came to the crunch and I had to do it with kids, then I'd make it work for sure. I'd, I'd, you'd just make it work. But there's, there's, I don't know. It's, it comes down to the situation, I guess. So presented with an option to do something, are you going to make it work with kids or you're not? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, surely there's something in your life that you would like to do. Dude. I mean, and look, I don't, I, cause I'm divorced. I don't have my kids all the time. So Mm -hmm. I have one weekend where I'm free as a bird and do whatever. Mm -hmm. And now next weekend, I'm just switched to dad mode. And that's actually very difficult to switch up. And it's very hard to coordinate. It's very hard to coordinate the things that I love doing and working with them. So if if I didn't have kids and I didn't have a missus, I would be out somewhere doing something every single weekend. And granted, you have two simultaneously. Uh, that's definitely got to present a challenge, but it's not impossible. And I guess no, that's what I'm not, trying to not, say. And it's not impossible, but then there's also, I guess, look, I want to, when I have them, I want to spend time with them enjoying things that they like doing. Yeah. I don't, I don't <sighs> see. And this is something that we spoke about before the podcast. Cause in the eighties, uh, when we grew up, uh, like parenting was very different. It was it was just like your parents did something and that's it. You were just there to suffer through what they did and they would just bring you along and you'd take up a corner and you were told to just deal with it. Like yeah. you didn't have the choice to go, like you, oh, Dad, I want to go to the playground. They'd be like, no, we're going to church. Just sit there and be quiet. Yeah, look, you <laughs> made the most of it and you and I grew up like – in the 90s, and there was this obsession in the 90s with like midweek church services. Yeah. And we made oh, it work. We it made it work, man. Like yeah. we found things to do out the back, fucking whether it was drinking cups of tea with five sugars in it or playing yeah, cricket but, cricket, but, or fucking making l- up shit to do. We learned a lot and we were very creative. We that learned I think to entertain that, ourselves, yes. That, yeah, and I think that with the, unless you're put into that spot in that position – uh, and you're taken away from these comforts and things like that, you can't build it. So I, think, I actually think it's beneficial for kids to be thrown in that sort no, of environment. I agree with somewhat. you. And I think there is a sweet spot of age with kids, right? Mm-hmm. So mine, yeah, mine are six and they're starting to come into a stage where they don't need me to like monitor them and direct them and provide all the entertainment. Mm-hmm. They can get up in the morning and play in their room or get up and switch the TV on or – Get up and make themselves breakfast on their own now. So this, they've they've reached an age of independence mm-hmm. where if I was to go away and live in a van for six months, they're at an age now where that's manageable. When they were three, that is a fucking nightmare. Is it though? Because you, it's, it's a, a house no, it's on like, it's a, when you're by yourself and job. you're a single dad. Fuck yeah, it is. But it, it's a full time job, man. Is it, like if you're if like because I I only see my son every second weekend. And can absolutely relate to what Arches, Arches, what Caleb's saying, where your your perspective of time allocation shifts from what you want to do to you've only got a set amount of time with your kids, and you need to make the best of that. So you try to engage in what they can do. If I yeah, if, if I if I was if I had them twenty four seven, so as in I had them during the week and every weekend, fucking oath. Yeah, but I, 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 get, I get my the quality, weekends are my weekends. I get and the they can quality come along for the ride. 
Look, I have to make the most of my every second weekend with them and they aren't going to want to come out camping and hunting with me every weekend. They're going to want to do kids' things as well. See, so I, there's a balance. I, I, I kind of disagree there. Uh, and, yeah, I don't have kids and, and you you know, those that listening are going to be like, oh, he knows, he knows nothing. And I get that. And, look, every non-parent has – knows the perfect way to raise a child and then you have kids and I get that. I've seen it with my sisters and all the rest of it. But uh, uh, I sort of sit there and go, no, the, the kid can you, – you're talking about resilience before about how the doctor's pulling this kid out of the vagina with one leg and then throwing it against the wall and, and, and you know, oh, cool. Well, you know what, kids are resilient. And the kid is going to – the kid at no matter what age is going to adapt to the environment – and learn well, to. I, th- I think my, as a parent, though, my my kids. Sorry to cut you off, Ryan, but like my kids are coming into no, an no. age where I can do that more now because they have independence. But you see, you've themselves. put you've put you've put a block. No, with no, no, the no, no, age, no. I, ha- age. I haven't put a block. Right, so I've we tried. Have. No, I've tried on multiple occasions to try and do something that I want to do on a weekend. And take them along for a ride, right? And that has turned into a fucking nightmare, and but I hated the experience. This is this is one. So thing, it wasn't worthwhile. This is one thing that I've learned is you can't just go, you know, five or six times and call it uh, your kids uh, adaptable. You've got to make it uh, for a child to adapt, or for anyone to adapt. It's got to be repetition over a long period of time. So the first six months might suck if you're doing it week in, week out. Obviously, you've got your kids every second weekend. So every second weekend, you know, out, six months straight, 12 months straight. But then suddenly that's their norm. That's their norm. So my neighbour, um, my old neighbour, he pulled his three, six and nine-year-old out and he was like, fuck school, I'll learn more on the road. And they just packed it up and left. Yeah, like the difference I think – is as a parent, you're aware of the psychological development of your kid and you want them to have the best that you can possibly give them. So are they, not, are they not going to get that on the road where they – Absolutely not. Well, the well, this the is kid's not going to have the social interaction with other kids and the, the consistent interaction to develop their social skills. So I would bet my left nut that a kid that grew up on the road constantly changing environments – will not have the social skills of a kid who's in a, a consistent social environment. Kids need stability, man. From their peers they need consistency and stability. Yeah, but if, if, their norm, if their norm is different to what you've been told the nine to five stigma is, that's their norm. No, that's different. their, that's their consistency. Totally and thing. it's not like they're not going to make friends when they're at caravan parks or out camping. or You're not going to not make concerted effort to – to help your kids befriend someone and then make some time to go see those friends, yeah, even if it is a month between or two months between your travels, it doesn't matter. You're still gonna you're still gonna endorse that sort of behaviour. But how you, hey, Caleb, how Caleb, you, gonna, no, you on, can't hey. you can't hang on you you can't really say that that Ryan's correct when you spent most of your childhood outside of an, a social environment as a child. And your siblings did as well, but, I st- but yet you were still right. Yes, that you still had, and you're still going to get it on the road while you're doing it. You're still going to get that social interaction just as much as as you but got. What, what, what I would say though is yes, yes, I was homeschooled. Yes, I still had social interaction, 
but what I had was friends that I could keep revisiting and a best friend who I met when I was six or seven years of age. Oh, we're friends. Fuck. Allegedly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like how are you making a how are you making a BFF on the road, right? Oh, easy, bro. You know, and and I'm easy. You know, when you it comes to fr- how you forget how easy it was as a child to make a friend. You're looking at it like an adult. No, no, you're no, no, you're no, looking no. at it as like, oh, I'm an adult. I don't make many friends. But when you're a kid, guess what? You were playing on a playground just, for five dude, minutes, and suddenly your best friends. Like yeah, but you you say, say you're in fucking Udnadada one week, right? And you and you're there for a week, right? And you make a friend as a kid. We have right. technology, bro. And then now. two weeks later, you've got to go somewhere else. Yeah, we have technology now, which Dude, is kids don't give a fuck you're not making about the best who they're talking like to that. on their iPad. Fuck off. They care about who they're playing with. And that's the thing. They're going to make friends at the next fucking playground. And if they're no, that, that, it's if inconsistent. They're- like, I can tell you, like, as like my son struggles with that because purely because we pulled out of him out of so many environments. We changed kindies, changed schools, put him in small social groups. He struggles hugely with making friends purely because of the anxiety point of things of not knowing whether they're going to stick around. And he said that. He doesn't know if this person is going to be his friend tomorrow because they might leave. So I feel like that's there's, something that every kid goes through regardless of oh yeah, where you no, are no, look, and what, what you're doing. A, and they get over it. drawing the line. You've got to draw the line between. No, no, it's about the effort that you put in as a parent if you're on the road to allow that. And. I guess what I'm trying Are to you say is kidnap a child to be your kid's you, best friend. You're drawing a line and you're making obstacles, impassable obstacles to have a go. No, it's consistency it's for psychological learning. Well, That's no, I, I don't think it is because there's plenty of people out there that are doing it and done it and showing that it can be done and their kids are normal. So I don't agree with it. I hundred percent. I don't. Like, I, see, normal, I see where you're coming like, from. Define normal. Well, they, they, they end up growing up and having stable relationships and a stable job or traveling. Yeah, so with a stable if you're talking about friendship. a kid that you have to try to coax them into just talking to other kids to try and get a development of a relationship, when that child knows that, that kids aren't dumb, man. They, they're smarter than what people give them credit for. They can cotton onto things. They know they pick patterns and they can see what's going to happen, what's not going to happen based on what they've previously experienced. So if you're on the road constantly, that's not to say being on the road is bad for a kid because every kid's different. Fuck yeah, it'd be but a great experience. If, see, yeah, I th- if, I my think, kid, if my son was on the road right now, he would not cope. I think a child so that's, that's, would learn more on the road. There's inconsistencies in that. See, that, that's the thing. I they think would, a child would learn more life skills on the road. Yes, than they would they learn would life learn. skills. They would not yeah. learn social skills. And I think oh, yeah, they would I, learn social I, I skills. I disagree well. with that. I'd even disagree with life skills. They'd, they'd learn how to take care of themselves as an individual. They would not learn how to interact with a pack. Uh, but then when – say, say when their time relations. – See, I disagree because no, you're yeah. actually not taking into consideration tech no. these days. So now you can have TV where you go. And let's face it, TV is one of the biggest influences of, of children to this day. And it's more readily available, so you're still getting a social TV's aspect the from TV. For these no, days. it's 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 definitely still a impact on a, a lot the the social uh, mannerisms of a it's child. It's not bad. Like it's totally different. And it's you can totally keep different. in contact with people through social medias and things like that. Now, and some of these kids are smarter than me on fucking on, on tech. So I I don't think I think it's a new era where this is quite applicable and 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 almost 
You cannot beat easy and, one-on-one and personal interaction. I'm not saying that you can't beat it. You can't it, beat it. But I'm saying that the, the interaction is still there. And it's you're saying that they're not going to get it. They are. You, you're incorrect. They're going to get it. They're going no, to make a, a friends. Lesser, a lesser interaction. No, I don't think it will be a lesser. Uh, I, I, you know, and this is this is why I wanted to bring this up because we've had many discussions about this between us three a lot. Um, I, look, I – And no, I, I – I don't ever want to put, I guess, some uh, an obstacle in front of me that stops doing this. So when I am fifty, I look back and I go, "Nah." Now, kids aside, it could be anything. It could be job. It could be uh, relationship. It could be uh, anything. Family doesn't doesn't matter. Is, is that about you or is that about the kid? I never want to put an obstacle in front of me. That's going to stop me from having a go. And one of the biggest, I guess, examples that I can show both of you, and not unfortunately not our listeners, but they, they certainly will understand eventually with our growth, but send it, mate. Send it, mate. We had a go. We, we were in the unknown. None of us knew how this was going to go, what was going to happen. We've, you know, we're doing it, and it is flourishing. It is it is. And it's great. And I don't want to get to the point where I'm old and go, I didn't do it because Ryan needs to piss. That's he just he just held up a fucking note. You could have just said I need a piss. You should have taken a photo of that. Ryan just held up a I need a piss sign. <laughs> well, go piss, because I'll I wanna fucking nut this out with old mate here. Because I'll, I'll piss, you guys discuss. We will. Now look I always admire your optimism, right? So all jokes aside, I have always admired your optimism and wanting to give things a go and jumping in and being probably the biggest risk taker of the three of us. I admire that. I also am of the opinion that I don't want to let my kids limit my enjoyment and it is something that plays on me and my emotions tell. all the mm. fucking time because I miss out on stuff every second weekend without mm. fail. Mm-hmm. I miss out because I've got them to look after mm. and they're my priority. I, a lot of the time, don't think it would be fair to drag them along to stuff. But life's not fair, bro, period. Yeah. No, no, no. The sooner no, no, they, no. They, they, they understand that. I know, but my time be. would be better spent with them doing things that but- we both enjoy do you think they don't get something in seeing you be passionate and following your – they're going to learn a lot by watching you and your passion and diving into something that you love doing. They're going to learn probably more than they'll ever learn just by watching you do that. They're going to be like, yes, my dad's following his dream. He's doing what he wants. They might not understand yep. it right now as a, as a six-year-old, but you know what? When they hit that like imperative age of, of 14, 15, 16, 17, where they're highly influential, they're going to look at that and be yeah. like, no, Dad, you were right. You're right, but it's a balance though, right? So like I said to you, they're coming into an age now where they're a lot more independent. Mm-hmm. So they can recognise the things that I'm passionate about and I'm very keen and I do share with them and they know what I'm passionate about. Right? Mm-hmm. They know what I like doing. Mm-hmm. They know the things I go and do on the weekends that they're not with me. But what I don't want to happen is 
for me to be self-indulgent every time, every weekend I have them and drag them along to something. And then they, in their mind, because they they're not with me all the time, mm-hmm. every weekend that they're with me, oh, great. We're going to dad's house and we got to sit around and wait for him to do something. Yeah, look, I get that. And that is a, that's definitely a fucking mix up. But you've got to also look at it from a young, young person's perspective. And these days travel and the world has opened up. I mean, you know, 30, 40, 40 years ago, traveling the world was not affordable uh, for the average people. Now it is. And now most young people strive at least at some point when they hit 18, 19 to travel the world. Now you're telling me that if you took them along to see Australia, that is not quality time. That's fucking horseshit. Well, that's no, 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 no. Horseshit. But I'm not in a position now to, to travel Australia. So we're, are we talking about two different well, things not? here? You got a car? You got fuel? Yeah, and I also have a full time job, which I can't just go and travel Australia right now. You got four weeks off every year? Yes. Right. So now we're talking about an isolated incident. So, yes, if I had four weeks to travel Australia and I took them with me, then yes, I would make that work and they would fucking enjoy that because it's like a holiday. But if that's your reality, 365 days of a year. Yeah, I'm not saying it's neglect your kids. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying neglect your children. And I, look, I I get that work is is certainly it's certainly a hard thing to overcome, especially when you have kids. And you've obviously got to have a bit of savings if you're just going to pop smoke for twelve months and travel. Uh, you're a smart man. You're going to get a job when you get back. That's quite simple. You are. But there's nothing to stop you going. Okay, I'm going to save for the next twenty four months like a fucking stooge, and then kids get in the damn car. We're going. All right. Bob's well, mate. at the end of the day, do what works for you. And your methodology is have a go. Oh, so look, when I'm- you have a kid and you're in your caravan with your cruiser and you want to take a newborn on the road, have a go. Bloody do it and see how you go. Because I would be very interested because what a lot of uh, – probably another thing you don't realise having not had kids is women really do rely on their support network. In those early days. So I'm not a support network. No, you're not a network. You're one person. You're so you, it's you, Fuck, you it's you, chest, your missive, you, you, your missus, and a baby in a caravan in a remote country town. What's your support, what's your support network? Me and her. Exactly. You don't have aunties, uncles, siblings, oh, grandparents. Mate. You don't have all that. I don't have grandparents anyway. I don't have, well, my aunties, useless is. The aunties would be useless. <laughs> so, so hey, look, that's not fucking. We're all yeah. indi- we're all individuals. So, sorry, Shazza, but you're all right. If that works for you, man, then go for it. But do you know what? If I had a choice, then no, prob- you just probably gotta, wouldn't be taking a newborn gotta, on the road. You just got to step up to the plate, and there's something that I would like to do now. One. I'd I'd actually like to do it just to spite you, <laughs> and I hope you do, right? But yeah, I hope you do, man. Honestly, if you can do it, fucking props to you. Yeah, I, I just want I want to stress to people out there that life's not the be all and end all of life is not just oh I've got to work, save money to get a mortgage, get tied down in a house. And then be stuck there for the next thirty years paying a mortgage off and, and that's my life and have kids and not do anything. And okay, yeah, I can do weekend trips, fishing or hunting or whatever. No. No, if you've got a burning desire to do something, that burning desire as I was trying to reflect could be starting a podcast, could be 
starting a company, starting a, a hobby. It could be getting into shooting. could be doing anything like that. Don't make excuses. Just fucking do it. You can do a lot if you put your mind to it. And you can overcome all these little intricacies of the, oh, it's, just, it's very hard. Or oh, I have kids. Or oh, I have money problems. Dude, oh, you can family. make anything work, but there's mm. always going to be a cost. Mm. But that, that it's a, it's a co- I, I think cost is probably not the right word. I think compromise is a better word. Well, this is the You're thing. You're compromising like, something else. I don't know if I would compromise showing – oh, how do I put this? I don't think I want to compromise sh- – this is selfish, but showing – my children, uh, my loved ones, that I'm just going to sit on my ass. I'm, I'm not willing to and, and watch life go by. I, I, I'm not going to do that. And you know what? I've learned a lot in the last few years with some very close friends of ours, like uh, guys that just get out there and do it, uh, like Richie, like Josh Haynes and, and all that. And I've, you know, yeah. at somewhat they've, they've motivated me just to fucking stop being – Stop procrastinating and just go do it. And you're right, I, I used to do it a lot. I lost a little bit, but I was still a risk taker and still do it. But you know what? I want to get back to the point where I was 18 and it was, okay, it's a fucking weekend. We're all, okay, I've got time off. That's it. Car's packed. I'm on. I mean, I'm, look, I'm I, I admire people that just get out there and do it all the time. But what I will say is everyone's situation is different. But not. So blokes Impossible. with three kids and they're married and they go out every week hunting and their missus is happy to look after those kids every weekend, that's a very different situation to some other people who might be like me and Ryan and we get to see our kids every second weekend. It's well, a very different situation. But you can still overcome it though. Like, uh, and it, it's, you know. I think it's the cost. Like, like it's the co- I think actually when I said compromise, I think cost is probably a better word because you're – Oh, it costs a lot too, man. Don't get me wrong. Oh, cost financially as well. But if you're talking about doing something that you want to do with your kids and taking them along for the ride, most of the time they don't identify with that yet. They haven't they haven't developed enough to be able to identify the the excitement and the fun that you see in what you're doing. Like but this is where I, don't when, when you were, like that. when you were just off, then this is where I was saying to Caleb, the, the kids are going to learn and they're going to see their dad following their passion, they're going to learn a lot from that. Even yeah. at a young age, they're going to remember Or are your kids going to grow up and say, dad just did whatever the fuck he wanted to do and he was never. Nah, because which is, you're still which spending said, quality basically. time with the child. Not, it's not quality it's time. Not, it's not quality time. You'll know the difference oh, when you've got oh, kids. Oh, it is. No, no, no. It's no, not Josh. because if you're doing what you want to do. Exactly. You're not doing something that involves them. This is nah. what I mean. And you'll understand this when you have children. But what I'm saying is there is a sweet spot where they can – See, I disagree. They can have enough – Independence and maturity of their own to understand. See, I disagree because I've lived longer than they have and I know what's right and what's wrong to a relative degree. I know I know what they need to learn and what they don't need to learn. They don't have to follow the 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 norms of oh you have to, you know, go to kindy and you have to do this and that and you know I can I've learnt from that. I I can see what they need. I can give them what they need, and th- there is nothing better than I can imagine. That's There's nothing eyes. better taking your kid out and showing them something that that you're skillful in. They so, can they can dump it or leave it when they come of age, but until that point, they're under your roof. They're under your care. You're still with them, 
and you're still smiling, you're still laughing, and you're still Dude, teaching I d- I them. I don't think you realise. quality time. Like say you've got a three-year-old son, right? You, personally you, have a three-year-old son and you want to go to the range and shoot, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to take that three-year-old with you. No one else is there. Just you have to take a three-year-old to the range. I don't actually think you understand what is involved with keeping that three-year-old and entertained. Look, you're, you're right, but at the same time, the I don't think it's that hard for me to overcome some sort of and work out some system that works. I don't but think But do you know what? It's, no. not, it's not even about making it work. It's about the impact that that has on your child, your child's development. Mate, he could, he, could, he could become the next Jerry Mitchell and fucking like shoot for Smith and Wesson. He might fucking love – he might hate it and become a politician. I don't care. He's still spending but, time you know on it. Number he could one, hate it and then hate you till he's 23 oh, nah. years old. Yeah, hate me because I love him. Number one, no, it's going to detract you from your it. experience. It's what you do right? that counts. First and foremost, you're going to spend more time thinking about how to keep the kid entertained and out of your way than focusing on what you need to at the range. Trust me. It detracts from your experience so much – that you, that you go, two fuck rounds, this, too hard. Two rounds at a target is more than zero. And what's your kid doing while yeah, you're doing that? But then your, your kid becomes a hindrance and your kid picks up on that vibe and your kid thinks that he, no, you don't want him there. It's not a hindrance. I'll teach him. I'll show a him. No, if he doesn't want to be taught, a then you don't want him there. Well, no, that's fine. We can laugh and a three year old, a, a three-year-old's impression now is dad's dad cares more about shooting his gun than paying attention yeah, to me. Because we can have a break, exactly we can right. relax, we can chill, we can no, have I a I guarantee you, if you do that to a kid, the kid will grow up resenting you and <laughs> resenting hunting, resenting everything guns. So this is where have a and go. this is why I wanted I wanted to to bring this up. And I, I, look, you know, I think you should have a go and stop making excuses. And that's what no, I hear a lot of. Like these points I raise aren't from and like any like lardy This is my experiences with my son. Like I my son Hates the sounds of rifles. Hates it. It's too loud for him. I've watched. You, I've watched you. I've watched your son sit there and entertain himself with an air rifle for hours while you shot, Absolutely and was having a ball. Right? Having a ball. And then when he was left to his own devices, and I encouraged him to do what he was interested in, it worked. When he's not interested in, it doesn't work. So I've shot. And he's hated it and he's sat in the car the whole time and then he's we developed this thing where he knows as soon as I go to the range, it's shit time. Like he knows because the last time we went to the range, it imprints on kids. They go, I feel like oh, there's well, then a the better range, way. So that means that dad just wants to shoot his gun. I feel like there's a better way then to relate. But once you've, once you've set that rhythm in place, in you cannot change it easily. That's the point. Yeah, but re- kids, with repetition. Kids aren't like a – Kids aren't this thing that you can morph into what you want them to be. Kids are their own entity. Correct. Well, like, it's, it's, it's case like, by case, man. So you might have a kid that who's loves quite it. happy. To, yeah. Exactly. Or you might have a kid who fucking and hates you know it. What? And what are you going to do then? And you know what? He may love something that I hate, but I will still make time for him to do those things that he or hates. Or her. You and might have he, a girl, bro. You might have a girl. Well, nah. My, my sperm's You might have a girl that doesn't want to go to the fucking range and just wants to play with Barbies. Yeah, no, what are I, you going to do then? Believe, In which case, you, I believe you better wear a, a fucking tutu, mate. I believe you if I better have a wear girl. a fucking tutu and sit down for fine dining. Well, right. here's the other thing, man. I've got two girls, so they enjoy more girly things. So I'm spending weekends nah, bro, having one of fucking your daughters tea wears, tea parties loves, and shit. loves dinosaurs and 
blue and the other one likes pink and fairy. Nah, I just believe it's just, just how you put you. you what, so am I supposed to it. appeal to one despite the other? Oh, I, I think you only have one daughter, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all I'm saying, well, all right, then I think we'll turn this around on you and go, you have a bloody go, you mug. Have a kid and see if you're still singing the same fucking tune. Oh, well, I will. Mate, I'll, I'll bet both I, my nuts and my shaft oh, that his fuck, tune will change six months You know what? Soon. Fuck it. This is another bet. I'm going to outlive you both and I'm going to have a kid and still do the fucking cool shit. And we're going to have a psych- psychological analysis of the child when they're fucking 18 years of age and go, what do you feel like your dad did wrong? <laughs> he didn't give a fuck about me. All he wanted to do was shoot his guns and go hunting. Nah, it's fishing. Oh, bro. It's swimming. <laughs> bro. Mate, do you know what? You, you, could have a kid that is, you could have a kid that was well into that. Like I've got a couple of mates that, that do exactly that. They've got one kid that doesn't like it, one kid that's well into it. They have the connection over the years. Like, can't that, you just that, drop the one that doesn't like it off at the fire station, like in a bar? But that's the funny thing. Like, that's the that's what I was going to say. As it, as they grow, their perception of life and how they're interacting with things and the, the development that happens there, they, their perceptions change. So you've got kids that aren't into something that get into something, and the kids that are into something that become bored of it want to pursue something else. Like they're their own entity, man, like their own life. You can't be like, oh, I'm not going to oh, say I'm going to control like my kids, like, but I'm going to put them in an environment that I think is beneficial to their success. And that's that's yeah, every but, parent's prerogative and it's up to them. It's up I mean, to them. I mean, I mean, you've got to define your definition of success. Like it's success in your eyes. I mean, what if your kids want like, to be? It sounds like Josh's idea of being a father is fucking North Korea at this point. Like you will yeah, do it this way, dictator. and that is the only way. No, I'll be, I'll be open. Anyway, yeah. Well, like, I hope you are. Like you're just, <laughs> just being, being aware of your child is not something that you can control in I'm terms just, of. I'm just going to prove you both personality. Wrong. And when I'm in the wit Sundays, and I'm fucking hooked on to a mahi mahi, and my kids hooked on to a fucking Spanish mackerel, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, fuck yous. How are you getting your caravan? And the kid's rolling his eyes home? and being like, fuck, I wish I was at home. Crossing the ferry. How are you getting your... There's a f- you're telling me there's a ferry to the Whitsundays? I've not researched this, but I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, really know there I've is. I've got a boat. It'll be a boat. Just... <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, anyway, Caleb, what have you got? I think, yeah, it's time now that I move on to my We're moving section. On. We're definitely moving on. I just want to say, before you continue, like... <laughs> Caleb and I have just been, finished a bottle of American honey. We're on the port. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like that's the best chase. If <laughs> but if it's, you've, you've had how many standard drinks each? It, ten. Like ten each. But like, uh, yeah, look, uh, yeah. If those want to, those listeners out there want to know what Senate mate is fueled by. <laughs> are we, are we binge drinking right now? alcohol. Yes, we are. I'm definitely going to ask you how drunk you are. Look, man, um, I'm feeling good, hit, and I feel on, hit like record. hit record. This is quality stuff. No, we're recording. We are recording. Yeah, I've, I feel like I've got. Oh, we are recording. I could argue my point to the cows come home. No, are we recording right now or not? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so shit not being there, man. It's <laughs> so. <laughs> we're trying to minimise Caleb's. Editing, I miss my friends, but I just don't think it's happening. <laughs> not this week. Oh well.
Anyway, I think it's time that I spoke about my topic breakdown. Ooh, now, I'm intrigued. Have a go, your mug. Now, my take on this topic is inspired by a trip where I learned something about Josh that surprised the fuck out of me, basically. So we finished with a hunting trip. Uh, how long were we there? Four days. Something like that. Anyway, last, last trip. So we, we've we've come back towards Adelaide. We've gone to the nearest town and we've fueled up. We're all a bit hungry. We haven't had a meal. So we stopped in to a bakery. And oh. it, it was <laughs> it was mid-afternoon, right? So oh. they've done the, the lunchtime rush, basically. So there was minimal <laughs> amount of stuff left at the bakery. So... A few of us have gone in, grabbed whatever we could that was left, gone and sat down, started eating. Josh comes out of the bakery a few minutes later, eating a pasty. And he goes, oh, these pasties aren't bad, eh? I've never actually had one. And I thought, what? Yeah. What the f- Who the fuck yeah. hasn't had a pasty? I'm like, in your entire life, you've never had a pasty. Yeah, you know, I've never had one. What? What the actual fuck, bro? Pretty much. You've never had a go... At a pasty in your entire life. My body's a temple. So firstly, I'd like to ask you, why the hell have you never had a pasty? Because I didn't think I had meat in them. (laughs) What? That actually makes a lot of sense (laughs) for you. That's quite simple, man. Like I'm not going to spend my money on something. Well, okay, this is probably – this is probably not true because there's a slice that – Cat and I get from, uh, I think there's two two sort of cafes that do it, and it's a, I, I think it's a vegetarian slice, and it's amazing. I have to admit, it's it's absolutely divine. I'm not sure if there's egg in there, but I think it's a vegetarian, and I don't think there's egg in there. It's amazing, but typically I would not spend money on something that doesn't have meat. I mean, in given it. the option, every day of the week I'm taking a pie over a pasty. No way, but man. to be th- to be thirty four, nearly thirty five years of age, and to have a pasty for the first time, yeah, man. Like as I said, like it it simply comes down to is there meat in it? Yeah, there is meat in them, though. That's what I don't get. But I, I did not like my comprehension of a pasty was it was just uh, like. You know, yeah. Or, or having said that, I love boiled cabbage, but I thought it was just cabbage and fucking and your uh, kids fucked. But yeah, no, no. It's, it, <laughs> it 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 is the it is probably the simple answer to that is oh, I didn't think there was meat in it, so I've never eaten one. Anyway, so I was absolutely astounded, and I felt like that was just something you should have tried by your age. A pasty, like mm-hmm. it's just you should have done it, mm-hmm. really. So what? Can, what else haven't you tried? Tofu. Like, have you had a had a a Vegemite scroll. Oh, mate, Vegemite, stable diet. What? Yum. Bread. Bread's I'm a sorry, it's not, it's not veggie related. Have you ever had a, what's those little triangle things that are like a Samosas. veggie? Like a mimosa. Have you ever had a mimosa? Samosas. Mimosas Samosa. are a drink. Sorry. Oh, sorry. That's where I get the, the idea from. Have you had a samosa? Oh, from a Chinese restaurant. Well, they're, they're an Asian thing, yeah. No. Wow. Have you had a dim sim? Yeah, I have, but they've got meat in it, don't they? Spring roll? Yeah, but they've got meat in it, don't they? Not necessarily. Pork. Yeah. 
Because you can, you get, they've got like pork spring roll. Sometimes they can be vegetarian. No, they literally. Oh, they're sensing like some inconsistencies pork, here. Pork, pork spring roll. Or, anyway, know. I think where I'm going with this is there's some things you should have done by a certain age, right? Is there? Now, you're 34, I'm 35. Ryan, I feel like. Is bum sex like something that you should have tried by 35? Well, should you? No, 28 at least. Should you? Don't know until you try. Right, I've forgotten how fucking old you are, Ryan. 33? 32. 33. 33? 33? I don't know. What was I born? 89. 33. 33. There you oh, go. Fuck right. up. So what I have in front of me is a list of – now, because we're so different ages, so many different ages, I've gone with 25 things every man should have done by the age of 40. So we've got some oh, time. Oh, this is like a, a have you ever for men. <laughs> Spin the bottle. So we've got some time to do them if we need to, right? Now, there's a ranking system here, okay? And I encourage – now, make sure you two have got a pen so you can score yourself. So, Ryan no, – Hang on. I've got to get a pen. Hang on. Ryan, get a pen. Josh, you've got a texture in front of you. And by all means, please play along at home. Now, there's a list here, and I haven't come up with this myself. I've plagiarized the fuck out of this, so don't judge me too hard. Now – 25 things every man should have done by the age of 40. There's a scoring system. So if you get 20 to 25, excellent. You've done a lot of things in your life. 10 to 19, not bad. Hey, and I feel like this is like this is going to be one of those things where most people haven't done it because it's not really applicable. No, no, no but this is, this, is, this is every man should have done by the age of 40. Okay. All right. Oh, on average. The general consensus, all right? So, Ryan, Ryan, 20 to 25, excellent. 10 to 19, not bad. Zero to nine, much improvement needed. So, get out there and fucking have a go, you mug, all right? Are we ready to start? (laughs) And please play along at home, score yourself with that scoring system. Hang on, say the scoring system again. 20 to 25, right? So, there's 25 things. If you score 20 to 25... Excellent. Well done. You've gone out there. You've lived life. 10 to okay, 9. Okay, so out, out of all the 25 questions you're going to ask, if you score 20 or above. Yes. Then excellent. Props to you. 10 to 19, not bad, but, you know, some improvement. Zero to nine, get out there and do some things. Or to bring it Zero back. Zero to nine, you're boring as fuck. Zero to nine, get out and have a go, you mug. All right? Let's start. Number one. This is this is a pretty basic one. Gone on a road trip. I think we can all say we've been. Yeah, on fucking the, yeah of course well, we've all I been. Mean, on a we've road all gone on a road trip multiple times together. Every hunting trip, going on a road trip. So give yourself a point, Josh. Pick up a pen. Yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a, a dash. A, a dash. All right. Number two, danced with a stranger in a foreign land. Yeah. Oh, Ryan's just yep. I've done that. Have you done that, Josh? Um, <laughs> I mean, the foreign lands that you've been to I mean, are have in you, probably you a different s- context. Yeah, horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I'd like to do the horizontal tango. I'm trying to think, to be honest, because there aren't too many opportunities. In I mean, the I couldn't – like, like, I'm giving myself a point, but I couldn't call what I was doing dancing. I, I was in a club in Copenhagen – and they were serving fucking Red Bull vodkas. And when they were running out of vodka, uh, when they were running out of Red Bull, they kept pouring the vodka. And we were all fucked. And like, 
there's some great photos of just everyone just fucked out of their minds dancing in this club. But they were strangers that I was dancing with, so I'm giving myself a point. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I'm trying. Far out. Can can you have danced with someone that's not from your country? No, in a foreign. That's you have to be in a foreign land. Have foreign you danced land. overseas with someone, and they have to be a stranger? Did you twerk like a motherfucker in Afghanistan? A stranger. So I, I, I don't know what that so this is. This is a funny thing. I'm thinking Us no. boys overseas in our FOB, like my section was pretty rowdy, actually. And we, I had, I bought this little speaker and we used to Bluetooth, yeah, music to it. And we were like the only section in our FOB that would do this. And we would like just crank the music and then like us boys would just be like fucking woo and we'd sort of like get a little circle going and dance, but it wasn't with a stranger. Well, then you don't get a point. It has to be a stranger and it has to be a foreign land. Were you all naked? No, it was probably underwear, man. Us boys didn't. didn't, We've got 25 things to get through, so let's not not fucking get hung up on it. (laughs) All right? You don't qualify. Move on. Okay. Number three. Seen your favourite band play live? Never seen a band yep. play live. I have definitely you, done that. What? Josh is what? not. Hang on. You have never seen a band play live? Well, other than like you go to the pub and there's a band that's playing there and they're shit normally. Yeah. Well, but that's a band playing he, live. He, Josh has never oh. like gone, oh, fucking such and such are playing. I'm going to buy tickets and go to that gig. He's never done that. No. no. Yeah, there's difference between going and like there's a band there and going to a gig. A gig is like a purposeful Okay, so going to the pub and listening to a live band is a point. It's not your favourite band, though, is it? So you don't get a point, Josh. But what if they played my favourite song? Josh, you don't get a point. Okay. Right, zero. zero points what for you. What if they a... played your favourite song, Ariana Grande? I get a point. I've Fucking definitely a. done that. I've done that on multiple occasions. No, nah, it's Carly Ray, man. I threw a wish in the well. <laughs> don't ask me, I'll never tell. <laughs> zero points, mate. Zero points. All right, Ryan, I believe you would get a point for that as well. Dude, I'm three for three. Same. All right. Number four, owned a sports car. Oh, fuck off. Hey, it's a thing. Your Celica was not a sports car. I'm not giving myself a point. Oh, thank fuck. Yes, I owned a Celica. It was my first car, but I'm not going to say that's a sports car. Actually, do you know what? I would would dispute that. The Celica, when it was first released, was considered a sports car. Correct, but I don't feel like in the condition I bought it, it was (laughs) – it was a used vehicle. It had been re-sprayed re- like, probably 40 times. Yes, it was a sports car, but, I mean, if I'm giving myself a point, by the time I'm 40, I want to have owned a Lamborghini. So I'm not going to give That's myself a That's a big ask. I'm, well, it is, but I'm not going to give myself a point. Hear that, Senate mate listeners? Let's get Caleb a Lambo. <laughs> Bring it Lambos on. Lambos are childish. No. <laughs> my childhood dream. Fuck off. <laughs> so, yes, even though my first car was a Celica – and it was a sports car, I'm not giving myself a point because it was a f- I think you're robbing yourself there, mate. I, I remember being in the, like, and this is all six foot four of me, like huddled up in the back of that fucking thing because there was zero room and you flooring it. Well. And I mean, I mean, stuck to the fucking little triangle windscreen that's in the back. <laughs> Do you know it was actually a four-seater, not a five-seater, and I used to regularly put five people in that vehicle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I the not even, dude. I, I think there was seven people in it when I was. The thing by my count, because you had people in the boot, people in the what was virtually non-existent back seat and the front seat. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, my first ever speeding fine 
<laughs> I had five people in the car. So one person in the middle. Oh, no, I was in the car for that. You were in the Okay, you were in the car. So yes. my first speeding fine, I flogged it up a road and the cop was on the side like with a radar gun, put this fucking cone out. Uh, not a, a, not a cone. Cop? Yeah, 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 bike cop. They were, sit, they were sitting on the side of the road with a radar. They put this like bloody, I don't know, like like you see people flag aeroplanes in with. Yeah, yeah. Like fluorescent bloody cone thing. Pulled me over. I slammed on the brakes, skidded over to the side of the road. I'm sitting there. I'm like fucking 17. And I'm like, shit, I'm speeding. I've got five people in the car. Only four of them have seatbelts on. Fuck. Yeah, but back then you could get away with it. And I got done for speeding and they didn't check how yeah. many seatbelts I had. Anyway. That was in the past. So, uh, no, I mean, no, it was, it was all right, I'll give myself a point. That's an admission of guilt. True. Uh, my roommate was in the car in front of us and he was driving or hopped up. I was like a Holden was it, SS or something. Oh, he had like a VX or VY Commodore. That was that was a, yeah. that was the second time I got done for speeding on my piece, and I consequently lost my license. Anyway, we won't talk about that. All right, all right. So I'm, all right, I get a point. I'm four from four. Number five, scored a goal in a penalty shootout. Yeah, done that. I've done that. Yeah, done that. You used to play junior soccer. Sports. It's a shit sport, but nonetheless, I've done it. So we're all getting a point for that, are we? Yeah. Like so I played Sapsars of soccer like four times. Not even. Oh, there you go. And, uh, yeah, it looks quite good, but... Are you just counting backyard soccer, Josh, or what? No, no, I played soccer in Trinity. Oh, there you go. All right, cool. So we'll get a point there. Number six, stayed up to watch the sunrise. Oh, fuck, of course. Yeah. Done that. Number six. Dude, if you're having a halo party, you're staying up to see the sunrise. I feel like that's just... Yeah, everyone's done that. Number seven, met one of your heroes. Yep. Met one of my heroes. Well, yeah, I look at myself in the mirror every day, so yes. Tick. No. I mean, Having I, a wank over yourself doesn't care. <laughs> I've done that. I'm, I had a wank over himself. Wanking over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've – I don't say I've got too many heroes, but I'm a drummer and I met my favourite drummer of all time at a gig. So not only did I see my favourite band, but I met – my favourite drummer ever and had a photo with him and fangirled hard, so. Is that North Lane? Mm. Or August Burns Red? August Burns Red. I met Matt Griner. Yeah, August Burns Red, for sure. Uh, no, I met Dallas Green. Oh, really? City in colour? Yeah, man. Fucking hell. City in colour, Dallas Green. Um, yeah, like absolute fucking champion of a bloke. He's funny, like he, he refused to sign my arm because he knew that people were getting it tattooed afterwards and he didn't want people to – make poor decisions in what tattoos they were getting. Wow. <laughs> like, the dudes, the dudes are fun. Like, in, at the time, I was like, well, fuck you, man. But then in, in like, retrospect, I was like, actually, that's that's quite a mature sort of approach. Like, the, guy's, the guy's the nicest dude ever. Nicest dude ever. Yeah. No, he's a good bloke. Number eight, sold something you made with your hands. Yep. I've done that. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's my job. What, what have you made with your hands, Josh? Well, plenty of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That what time I'm... you were a male prostitute and you uh, made, made an t- erection with your hand? Made a table. <laughs> sold a table that I made with my hands. Yeah. Um, I made a wine rack and sold that. Yeah. 
cool. All right. Oh, no, I'm not going to dispute it. We all, all right. So cool. I'm eight for eight. I'm fucking celebrating. Number nine. You're eight for eight. I'm eight for eight. Number nine. So hang on. Are you are you claiming the sports car? Are you? Well, you told me I fucking am. I wasn't going. Yeah, to. Well, you were like, oh, I'm not going to claim it because it's not a sports car. Technically, and it then, was in the day, but you, you insisted, so that's the only reason I give myself a point. Okay, no, that's cool. Fair you enough. You bloody insisted. I wasn't. I was prepared to not. All right, number nine made a decision based on a coin toss. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's pretty much all of my decisions. Yeah, can't, mum. No, I have not done that. <laughs> yeah. So, you don't take risks, man. Yeah. No, I haven't done that. Number ten partied all night and gone straight to breakfast. Oh, hundred percent. Dude, I've been like. I'm pretty sure Ryan was at the breakfast that I was not invited to. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Pretty sure I just like happened to walk in. Can I tell this story? Can I please tell this story? Well, we got to just PG it, bro. (laughs) All right, let's just PG it. Oh my god. So this is like my son was maybe a year old. (laughs) <laughs> and me and my missus have got like we hadn't slept. We're like, this is fucking bullshit. Let's just go out for dinner. So we've gone out. We've uh, sorry, it's gone out for breakfast, and we've we've picked this like cafe in a shopping center that's adjacent to a train line and a bus stop. And we <laughs> we've, we've pulled up in the car and walked in, and then there's Josh. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> had no and I've seen idea. his eyes. Had no uh, idea what like I was doing there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he I'm going to tell you. Slept. You had both. You were seated, and I'd walk through, and I was like, "Oh, it's Ron and Alana," <laughs> and just sat down at the table. But what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you were like, uh, "Not much." Where have you been? I'm like, no, "I don't know." <laughs> you were fucked. Like you were, you were off your tits. Is the best way to describe I was, it. I was well like, drunk. There's no doubt about that. Well, yeah. drunk. Well yes. drunk. Well drunk. Drunk. Yeah. Um. Look, I'm not going to give myself a point because, yes, I've partied all night many times, but I've never gone to breakfast. I've just gone nah, to sleep. I feel like yeah, you're Dude, a, you're a bit of a girl. There. I've partied all night and gone to sleep. Having mm, said that, breakfast. You you will stay out if. If the pressure's on to stay out, you will stay out. Like there's a lot of guys I know that'll bail and they'll go home, like say at like three or four. Dude, if I'm out, and, out. Like if I'm if I'm out, yeah. out, I'm usually one of the last there. Yeah, you'll stay out. I've got to admit. Oh, if I commit, I'm then, fucking the last And then last if there. there's a consensus to go home, you go home. But, you know, but if I, you can't, if he can't find you, yeah, he's – He's going to go home. For whatever reason, <laughs> nonetheless, I've never partied all night and gone to breakfast. I've always just gone home and gone to sleep. Right, we're going to have to change that. So, oh, I, man, that's the best kind of breakfast. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, never done it. I've never felt the need. I just sleep over breakfast. Number 11, treated yourself to something expensive. Yep. No, nah, i never done that. <sighs> I feel like you need to give yourself fucking two points for that. Oh, I'll take two points. Uh, well, <laughs> do it then. <laughs> hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Never treated yourself to something expensive. All of your rifles are stupidly fucking expensive. That's why we're giving him two points. Aren't all, you minusing two points? No, because that's literally what he does. That's what he's known for is treating himself to something expensive. Hence why two points. Like, But isn't the question you've never treated yourself to something expensive? No, it's treated yourself. Have you treated yourself to something expensive? If yes, give a point. 
Ah, sorry. I heard that wrong. Oh, I've done that. So, yes, I've done that as well. Oh, I think we've all done that. I mean, I have a divorce rifle, so bring it on. It's true. <laughs> you have a divorce rifle. <laughs> it's true. I'm treated myself, boy. Case and point. All right. Number, point tw- case. number 12, had a flutter at a racetrack. I don't even know, know what that means. Had have you have you placed a bet at a racetrack? Oh, fucking right. Yes, yeah. I've done and that as lost well. Miserably. Right, I've done it twice. I won both times. Yeah, stop bragging. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't tend to bet very often. I still remember the horse that I bet on, and it was the Green Goblin, and <laughs> it came last. Well, that's a terrible name. You're bound to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is fucking terrible. All right, number thirteen made a piece of furniture. Yeah. Yep. I've definitely done that. Number 14, seen a live sports final. Yes, I have actually. I've done that as well. Number 15, played in a band. Yep. Done that as well. Well, no, Josh. When when I was young. Oh, here we go. When I was young. Draw that bow. Okay. So I actually, when I was real young, you know, and you had to pick some for fucking school, Uh, I was in the choir, and then I actually played the triangle. In a band, but having said that, there was in Trinity there was a like dancey theatery thing that I was in. So does that count? I was the band. You're in theatre, like a dancey theatery thing that yeah you had to like dance. To. Were you so in, you're Glee- in theatre? He was in Glee Club. No. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much had no choice, but like yeah, I, I guess like I sort of dance, but no, nah, not not play. I can't I'm, play any. Take thing. three points off. You're in Glee Club. <laughs> You're in Glee Club. Yours is not entry. Uh, number sixteen bid at an auction. I've never done that. Yes, yeah, I've done that. yeah. Online, does that yeah. count? Yeah, fuck yeah, it's an auction. Mm, yeah, no, an auction. I haven't done that. Yeah. I feel like these are really, really like metrosexual questions. What? No, no, just because you had to be in a these fucking are just these are just. What if you can't play an instrument? Be better. Well, you can you at least like out. you can at least shoot a gun. Like everyone can shoot a gun. Well, everyone can strum at a guitar. Yeah, they can if they practice it enough. Exactly. Nah. it's a skill. No, nah, it. it's just not not in me. Mate, I feel That's like you said. would have played maybe fifteen minutes of practice and gone fuck it. It's not my thing. No, I'd play the drum when I was a kid. You gave it a stab. I'd play the drums and I'd play the clarinet. Fuck yeah, it's a, a shank game. doesn't cut it. You and the skin do some flute. Sort of- Don't forget the skin flute. Okay, so hang on. Like joining the army should be a question. So you just fucking get zero. No, this isn't. <laughs> this, <laughs> isn't twen- this isn't twenty-five <laughs> manly things every man should do. It's just twenty-five things. No, yeah. Get these is, out of the way, then you can move on to the right, twenty-five. What's seventeen? What's seventeen? Cooked a romantic meal. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking did that two nights ago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, First time ever. To, do you know what? I'm a big fan of putting on some solid fucking jazz, cracking a red, a nice red, and just cooking. How is being alone treating you? Oh, no, I do that when I'm alone. Fuck everyone else. But no. <laughs> jazz. No, actually, no, where? I, I've always done that, like, even with my partner. Like, I, with I else, like so. putting music on that people like listening to. Having said that, actually, I do like jazz. And I do know a jazz band, and it is. Oh, I'm going to get this right, and I do want to go see them. Just bear with me for a few seconds. Oh, Ryan, we need to pad at this point. It is Lucky Seven, and they play oh, in Adelaide, go. and I do want to see them. Yeah, 
that's a cover band. Do you know there's that's a jazz, jazz bar in Adelaide? Do you know there's a jazz bar? There is, but bar. no, I'd rather There's support. multiple jazz bars in Adelaide, I'd rather, actually. I'd rather support you know a friend. Let's, let's do that. Let's go to a jazz bar and get drunk. Let's do it's it. kind of – I actually feel like I could get drunk at a jazz bar and have a lot of fun. Dude. Jazz and blues bars are the best because blues. I feel honestly, like yeah, nah. I'm I've never been in shackles. No, nah, it's not not going to happen, dude. Every day of the week, give me a metal gig getting smashed. Nah, nah. Yeah. you cannot beat a good old sing along whilst you're drunk, like Carly Ray. Like you can't you can't beat <laughs> good songs that you can you can all bellow and be a dick to. Okay, and get wasted. Dude, well, enjoy like, the next Taylor Swift concert. Oh, Fucking t- hell, don't bro. you dare. Dare tarnish Tay-Tay. No. I will besmirch the name like, of Tay-Tay. Don't, don't you fucking solid, dare. I will break solid. my fucking goddamn swearing fucking streak if you dare. Your record is seven times in one sentence, Josh. Yeah, man. That's actual recording <laughs> as well. Oh, shit. Tay-Tay. No, do you know what? We need, we need like a solid like a blues bar where there's like muddy waters. Oh, dead set. We should go see Lucky, Lucky Seven, man. Like you said, like like I've seen like you said them before. Like they're not oh, yeah. they're they're really good. Yeah, that man, cool. Caleb's right. like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather fucking. Well, if they're your favorite band, then you can like give yourself oh. another point once you go see them. <laughs> All right, number yeah. eighteen. I wonder how everyone's going at home. By the way, number eighteen lived in a different country. Yeah. Ooh, that's a no. I've never. Hang I've on. I've been on holiday in another country. From I Mark? think there's a difference between lived and been deployed. I threw a wish in the no, well. No, he's no. lived in another country. It, I'm happy to give him a point. Yeah. He's been deployed to another country, but, yeah, he lived there. I lived there for a long time. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm 50-50 on that one. No, okay, so let's put it on this. Like, if you're with a chick for three months, you can take half of your shit. If you were in a country no, for months, more than bro, six three. months, uh, three months domestic relationship. No, it's you've been six. ripped off then. <laughs> no, three or even six. What the fuck have you been reading? If you've been in a country for longer than all right, we'll, we'll consensus says six. That's it. You've lived there, so I've lived there. <laughs> what? Wow. Okay, no, no, I'm happy to give you a point. You've lived <laughs> in another country. I've only been on holiday in other I'm countries. Giving it. Okay. It wasn't a holiday. I've only been abroad from. I think. I think living in another country means that you have taken on. I, ma- I made a shelf. I made a shelf. I spoke a bit of bit of fucking local dialect. I. How do know. you say where is the local bar in the local dialect? Local no, dialect. it's like. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, Water Lasuna Putaka. There you go. All what right, does that mean? Stop or I'll shoot you <laughs> in the face. <in> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. No, no. You were in another. You were in another country. You didn't leave in another country. That's nope. no, I no. Live there. I feel like you've assimilated. Stop or I'll shoot you. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> Common uh, phrase. Right, you can have a point. Uh, number nineteen. High dived or jumped into water. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. I've not done that. Really? When we go to Darwin, yeah. when we what, finally what, actually hey, what, go- what what depth? You got to clarify what uh, depth. Right, past three meters. Uh, it's got to be like nine high dive. I'm going to say ten. Nine meters. Nine so meters is a high, nine meters is a high diving board for like a standard fucking Olympic. So you're talking about like is it nine, nine meters? Jumping. Is it nine meters? They had one in in Darwin on on base, and I'm going to say now I will change that when we go to Darwin. We'll go to Litchfield Falls, and I will make you jump off of the top of the, the falls. Like I'm happy to do it. I've just never done it. It is freaky, and that 
All I can say is cross your legs. I didn't. Oh. And you hit the water and your legs split apart. And, man, the first time I did it, I I swear my testicles went into my mouth. Yeah, wow. Not yeah. for the first time. No, no, from the inside. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant someone else's testicles. Yes. No. They will descend eventually. It, it, like, it, it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. I remember actually coming up. And I was actually trying to impress a woman at the time and I'd come up and I'd, I'd end up just like floating on my back, just like try, trying to choke choking. Oh, shit. Hi, did you, did you enjoy the, that? What the worst thing that is cool? I then was stupid enough to go do it again. Yeah, wow, suck up for punishment. Did oh. you cross your legs the second time when oh, you just round two on your nads? Oh, I did. Don't okay. you worry. Give yourself a bloody point. Oh, All yeah. right. Number 20, eating something weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like we've all had weird something or other. Which Cal- is Caleb's eating his own semen. So that, that's, that's fucking that's that's, All right, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> fucking try. Ryan I mean, looks like Caleb's he's eating his own semen so right now in the camera. Exactly. Like, give yourself a point, Ryan. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> 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 All right, number 21, giving a speech in public. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Number 22, danced barefoot in the sand. All right, I'll yeah. give you this, Josh. Yeah. This is fucking yeah. metrosexual as fuck. <laughs> Dance barefoot in the sand. Look, man, Australia Day, the best time. You go to the beach, you put on tunes, you get you get gnarly wasted and you dance on the beach. And I used to do the Adelaide kick on the beach. And What's not the many, Adelaide kick? Oh, bro. We will do a video and we will put the Adelaide kick on Insta and we will get it back out there and it's coming back. Okay. Show me now. Kick. Show me now. Do it. Nah, do no. the Adelaide kick. You're not going to be able to nah, see it. do it. There's a table in right front now. of the camera. He's seated do and it. there's a table. Do it. Nah, let's do, do it. Do it. Form. Do it. All right. No. 23. <laughs> vented your own cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to say, yeah. Oh, oh, I can't say I've done that. Yeah. It wasn't nice, but. Nah, it involved my parents' very expensive bottle of cognac. Cognac, yeah. I, I blended a prawn and it didn't you taste You blended nice. a prawn? In with tequila and. Was it alive? Oh. No, no, dead. Cooked prawn. Yeah, it was fucked. Did you get seafood cocktail wrong? <laughs> Mate, it's just what a bunch of drunk dudes that have like a fucking. I feel like you did. A couple of kilos of prawns. That's what I you think do. You interpreted that way too literally. All right, number 24. Drunk a country's national drink in that country. Yeah. Uh, I've done that. In Singapore, in Italy, I've done it. Yeah, I'm going to. Do you know what? I'm going to say yes, but. Oh, and Bali, fucking, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm going to say? Yes, like Southeast Asia, fucking yes. Yep, all right. Was that 24? Yes. Number 25, volunteered a whole day for a worthy cause. Oh. Yes. Yeah, easy. <sighs> I don't think I've done a whole day. I've done hours. I haven't done a whole day of volunteering for a charity or something like that. Yeah, easy. Many times. All right, well, add up your scores. Actually, actually, do you know what, Caleb? I would disagree with you on that. I'd say that you have given up the equivalent of a day on the no, 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 a whole entire day. Nope, no. No, even probably even yes, yeah, because we put on days like with the youth outreach that we used to be involved with in the high schools. Ooh, 
That's not a charity. No, these were like fucked up, disadvantaged kids. That's not a charity. Yeah, but it was for a worthy cause. That's no, a school. it was absolutely a charity. It, it was, was a school. For- Do you know what? I fucking mentored these one of these kids. Yeah, no, I'm giving myself a point. No, I feel no, like I, I mean, both you did. Dude, I mean, we, we mentored so many kids in with that program. Absolutely, you well, definitely gave up your time. Right, I gave up a whole day for a worthy cause. I need another four questions that aren't. How do I put this? Metro. You say, it, <laughs> say it nicely. Yeah. You just want more manly shit. Like, have you killed something with a knife? Well, no. Have you killed a man, Brick? Wait, hang on. Hang on. Have you not killed something with a knife? Not a man. Not a man, but something. No, but you said a man. No, I haven't. And look, look, I've I've sticked to pig. Uh, anyway, he's just he's scrambling for points. No, right I'm now. feeling like there he's should be scrambling for points. Scrambling for points. No, I feel like there you, should be something you, else. Like oh, you've spent a week in nature with no uh, no well, food. We've all Look, done these that. are these are accessible things that every man should do. Right, going into nature for a week. All right, accessible. count it up. Come on, come count on, count it. What about having sex with? I don't know. 25 people at the same time. Asian beauty, yeah. What about an African love fest? I don't know. Put some. Yeah, been there. (laughs) I was trying to keep this least reasonably PG. That went out of the window when you opened your mouth at the start of the podcast. (sighs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Have you had a threesome? Have you had an orgy? Yes. Yes. Have you had a man fuck you in the bum? I don't know. Like, just. I mean, (laughs) what's your score, Josh? All right, 21. 21? Yeah. Jeez. All right, well, I've got 18. Ryan, how are you going? Hang on. 23. Oh, fuck. All right, I lost. Well, I'm camp mum, so that's fair. Yeah. I, I do. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. I feel like there was some questions, like actually mainly questions. It's not about manhood. It's just about things you should you know, do. Have you ridden a two-wheeler? Josh, you can't take a test and say, I don't think those myself, questions no. were geared towards me. Have you done a mono? Have you... On a bike, yes. Done, I don't know. Like, you... put your, who here has crashed Absolutely. a motorbike? Oh, yeah. Hundreds of times. Oh, oh, crashed, crashed a four-wheeler or less. <laughs> nope. Never crashed a four-wheeler, actually. Well, Caleb's crashed a four-wheeler. You've crashed a motorbike and I've crashed a peewee. There you go. <laughs> Together, we are not super black riders. No, we're not. All right, so Ryan wins. Ryan wins by the sounds of it. I need to lift my game, get out there, and have a go, you bloody mug. I, yeah, just, one of those like, things you should buy. You know what? If you bought a caravan, a 79, and told your missus and kids to get in there and let it go on, you'd, you'd, you'd hit 20F5 out of 25, mate. Yeah. No fucking way. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Just a bit of, a bit of advice. Bit of brotherly advice. Thank you. Thank That's you. right. All right. Well, let's keep That's this right, rolling, yeah. Josh. Oh. Yeah. Like, how did you go at home? Hopefully, you got a good score. We'll see how you go. If not, get out there and have a go, you mug. But we'll get out of our topic for this week and move into our next segment, which is the new one for the second time only. Ooh. Josh Joshing. Josh Joshing. Josh Joshing. All right, dudes. So I've got a story for. Oh, I have two stories for you actually this week, and, do and I'm going to just. Uh, Leave it up to you. Am I joshing or am I telling the truth? So the first one is many, 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 many moons ago, 
when I was posted in Darwin, I used to spend a lot of my time fishing. And most weekends that I had free, I would scoot down to the little Howard River and there would be a little boat ramp there that you could, uh, you'd have to full drive to this boat ramp and it was very, very remote. Like you couldn't get there in a, in a, anything other than a, a four by four. And anyway, you could hire these boats. It was 50 bucks for a day. But the thing is, is over time we, we got to know the owner and so he used to give it to us for, this is before I bought a boat. He used to give us give us it for $25 for the weekend, and that was pretty cool. We obviously had to pay for our own fuel, so we threw in a few jerrys and things like that. Anyway, um, Little Howard River was amazing, and this is where I met, like, a, I used to go there with a mate, Eric, Eric a lot, and we used to fish. When I first, like, started fishing out there, we used to, we didn't understand the tides, and, like, in South Australia, yeah, we have king tides, but they're, like, pissy. They're, like, fucking two metres. Oh, king tide, two metres. Oh, shit. 1.8. Fuck. Um, yeah, like, one point. Oh, we're drowning. Fucking, like, the fucking ice caps are melting or some shit. Anyway, in Darwin, they have, like, eight metre tides that go out mm, 40 minutes. So you've got <laughs> Little Howard River, which is a tidal river, and you can drive out there and suddenly the tide turns and, oh, it gushes. Like, it gushes. And it like turns a out. lovely wet woman. It does. And it turns out and within 40 minutes you're stuck. You're stuck on a sandbar miles and miles and miles away from anyone. Anyway, we were down this one particular river one day and we'd just been given a bit of advice to go fish some shoulders of the feeder creeks for Barramundi. So we decided to. We've gone down this one creek and to say the least it was eerie. So we've we've gone down this creek, we've obviously hit the, the turn in, couple Ks in, and it just is still. And there's leaves sitting there on the on the water and no wind, no nothing, no sounds, no birds, not a thing except these two eyes that just popped up and were just floating there behind the tinny. And they were no more than 20 metres from our boat. And that was a pretty common occurrence. Obviously, it was a crocodile. Pretty common occurrence in Darwin, so we didn't think anything of it. And we kept scootering on down this river in the lure for a big barramundi. Sure enough, about a K later, look behind us. The crocodile is still there. And he's closer. He's about 10 metres away. So we start getting a little bit freaked out. We're like, okay, this guy's starting to chase us. All right, let's fucking, you know, turn it up and skid away from him. So we burn up. We fucking ring the, like, vow bounce the uh, the tinny. And we're scooting a few more Ks. And this crocodile is still following us. So we're like, all right, let's get the fuck out of his territory and get back to the main river. Sure enough, he's still following us. Still following us. Now, this croc that was following us used to have a name from the locals. I can't remember the name for the life of me, but he followed us all the way to the mouth of the river. And a week later, in that same river, a guy was attacked by a crocodile in that same leg of the river, the same feeder creek, from a crocodile that jumped out of the water 
as he was so he's fishing from the side of his boat, reeling in whatever fish he's got, and a crocs attacked him. And his mate, who was in another tinny just off to him, took a photo of him and it made the newspaper. This photo of this croc launching out the water uh, to to obviously grab him. So true or false? We shall see. We shall see. So the second story. No, no, I'm going to give you both stories. What? I'm going to give you both stories, and then you can fucking discuss. The second story is same river, actually. Same bloke, same fucking damn tinny. <laughs> the whole same story up until this little diversion. Ooh. Same. Anyway, same thing. Anyway, so this is many, many, or many, many months later, and we had learnt a, a, a bit about barramundi fishing, and one of our prized possessions at this stage was called a gold bomber. Now, anyone that fishes Darwin knows how prized gold bomber lures are. They, barramundi seem to go fucking ape shit for them. Anyway, same river. We turned off to a different feeder creek, and this was actually the time that I caught a metre ten barramundi, my very first barramundi. Over a metre. Anyway, we were down this feeder creek. This huge tide was going out, eight metre tide going out. And we decided to just keep on going. And it was, I shouldn't say it was an eight metre tide, actually. It was sort of like a, it wasn't that big. It sort of come to a bit of a neat tide, so we still had water. And we'd gone in further. I'd just caught my barramundi and we were sort of all hyped up and, and keen to catch some more. We went upstream my mate Eric caught a barramundi and we ended up cooking him on the side of the river. We jumped back in the boat a few hours later and once again back on the chase for these barramundi after the tide had turned. And my mate Eric had got our last gold bomber caught in some reeds. So naturally as you do in croc-infested waters, you were like, okay, we can't unsnag this, this lure, what are we doing? Okay, let's get in the water. Let's get in the water and get it out of the reeds and we'll get back in the boat. All right, cool. So my mate Eric jumps in because obviously he lost the lure and I was like, fuck that, <laughs> you're in, mate. Anyway, he jumps in and he's like, bro, it is divine in this water. You should come for a swim. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, anchor's out, let's do it. Jump in the water. So we're splashing around in this water, in this like back creek, and it was sort of, it was quite stagnant actually, water. It was a, it was a little bit sort of putrid smelt, but it was nice because if you've been in Darwin weather, any cold water is fucking refreshing. Uh, not that it's overly cold, but relative. Anyway, we've got the lure out. We're like, fuck it, let's just have a bit of a swim. Next minute we just hear this, wah, wah, wah. Like, what the fuck is that? Between us is these baby crocs swimming between us. And my mate Eric pointed it out. He's like, oh, it's a baby croc. So we started playing with them, picking them up, playing with them. We are like, this is so cool. And then we realised <laughs> the mum is never too far away from baby crocodiles. <laughs> sure enough, I sort of started getting a bit agitated because of these baby crocs and we were sort of, we were picking them up and playing with them. Look behind us and there's the mum on the side of the river Sunbaking. And, mate, I've never seen two white fellas move as quick as we ever did. We got up and out of that water in that boat and sailed off 
quicker than like I've ever moved in my life, man. So I ask you, true or false? So out of those two stories, which one is true and which is just joshing? Yeah. I'm going to say the first one's true mm-hmm. and the second one is just joshing because I think that you've elaborated a lot enough to make it sound like a true story. So this is hard, right? So I feel like both stories are based in truth. And I think maybe you've just put one fact out of one story that's not true. But in general, both stories are true. So <laughs> I'm going to roll with both are true. Really? So we got- And I feel like on a technicality, one of them is Josh Joshing, but it's only like one tiny element of the story. So we have a- no, we, we first, have a, first one's true, second one's false. So we have that. a true and a false and a true and a true. I think both are true. And guess what? They're both true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> First time I ever picked up a crocodile was the, those baby crocs that were swimming between us, man. And, boy, when that mum, that mum would have been, oh, maybe, maybe 15 foot from us. And, f- fuck, did it scare the crap out of us. Holy shit. And that first guy, oh, that first croc, yep, he made the paper. Yep, a week after, same river, and we were followed for about 3.6 k's up and back in that river. Yep, and, like, we were burning this tinny. This tinny only had a 15 fucking banger on it. Um, We were burning this tinny, and this croc was keeping up. Like, I mean, absolutely keeping up. And what I think it was, because at this time, the news report was released the next week, obviously, of this guy getting this croc attack. And they're like, they basically said, stop feeding the fucking crocodiles because you're teaching them to like jump yeah. out of the water at, you know, like anglers are bringing in fish. And when they're pulling them up over the boat, crocs are thinking it's like uh, feeding time and they're, they're jumping up after them. And uh, yeah, yeah. So bo- both that's, that's stories the thing, are true. Like this, there's a similar thing with the sharks in Port Lincoln. Mm. They're like, they deliberately bait. The area, so that sharks come in and they think it's a feeding ground, and everything there is is edible. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things where you're creating a tourist attraction, but you're also yeah creating a nuisance, a, a problem. Yeah, oh, sure. you're creating a dangerous area. You're, you're teaching mm. a predator that that area is going to feed them, and it's it's not kosher. That that the the second story when we picked up the babies actually, so that. When the tide came out, we at, we did get stuck in that feeder creek, and I actually talking about sharks. I actually saw a uh, bull shark jump out of the water with a. It would have been a trevally in its mouth or, or something like trevally or queenie. It looked like something like that. Yeah, and man, it's this is what I love about the water, and especially in Darwin, is there was always there was always something going on in the water, and there was yeah. crocs everywhere. I mean, I went out to Shady Camp and I've, I had a mate's bolt boat. He had a uh, Quintrex Millennium hull, and it was too deep to go through a lot of the little estuaries. So I had to get out and I would walk while my mate's spotting for crocs and I'd pull this boat through these estuaries. And Shady Camp's notorious, man, for just crocs fucking 
everywhere. And this is the worst thing. It, it teaches you to be very blasé about croc awareness. Like, I, like I, I, th- I think by the time before I left, I was that – like I swam across Elizabeth River and that's yeah, croc infested and it's just like, well, you know, you just – become so desensitised over it, but yet they're there and they're a real threat and they're, they're bloody everywhere, man. So, um, Ryan, did you say I've done that? Yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth River. It's yeah. quite a popular yeah, challenge. When So when I went up on a road trip through the guts, went up to Darwin, I swam across the Elizabeth River and actually swam onto a crop uh, trap. Mm. Mm. Me and my brother did the same thing. Like we, I mean, we knew what it was at the time. My dad was like, yeah, whatever. But there was a ranger there and it was off season. So typically the cop the crocs would feed and then not be hungry after the the season of there being game around. So mm. it was it was relatively safe. We didn't know at the time. We were just, oh it's a fucking croc cage, let's go swim on. Yeah, yeah. So I think it probably speaks to the naivety of, of being an outsider and going into that environment. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. But Yeah, that that's the thing. Like if you don't get caught out uh, you know, you can be quite naive, and then you get complacent about it, man. And I had some, and I'm going to take you there, Caleb, and I'm, uh, you're going to do this. I'm going to make you fucking <laughs> walk that boat out, uh, and you're going to experience it. And oh man, you experience like, if, if you're joy aware, and it's a fear. Totally different thing, though. Like if you're like we we watched tourists swim in croc infested waters mm. where there were signs, and yeah, yeah. like being. I was, I was I was very young at the time. I think it was like twenty one or twenty two, and me and my brother were just like fuck it, whatever. We'll, we'll do it anyway. We didn't really pay attention to anything. But you, you're watching people. Look, we didn't see the signs. Like we, there wasn't any signage or anything where we were. We just saw the croc cage. We went, let's fucking swim on it. No worries. There's no crocs in the water. It's all good. We sort of had an idea of what the seasons were. And was it was the cage was, lid open or closed? No, it was open. Like it was open. So there, there was, there no, was no croc in there. Yeah. See, this is a weird thing. Like, I talk about Litchfield Falls and it's a series of, I guess, uh, ponds, small lakes, ponds uh, that you can swim and it's quite elevated. So technically if it's if it's elevated, the crocs don't get up there. But uh, there's this one pond that's the lowest of them all and you can swim in there and it's very, very, very popular with the tourists and – there are croc traps on every entrance to this pond and there's crocs in the water. Like I've seen yeah. crocodiles with my own eyes <laughs> in this water and seen like all these backpackers and, and that swimming there. And you're just like, <sighs> all right, okay. Like they're fresh water up there uh, so they're not as big as salties. But oh, yeah, fresh, freshies, not freshies so aren't, aren't that bad. Yeah, but you think it's still like a chunk out of it, yeah? Oh, look, the caimans, yeah. Uh, they their teeth are like needles. I think that there is like it's seasonal, and if a croc's eaten, like the further up you go, then the less likely, like the further up you go inland, the less likely it is that the croc's going to attack because they've had the opportunity to eat. That's the logic behind it. So I was talking to a ranger about it, and there's like seasons on where there's like the likelihood of a croc attack is reduced and mm. we happened to be there at that Thank point God. where they, they'd gone docile like they they'd all had their feed like it mm. wasn't mating season or anything like that we were quite lucky but 
I think that there needs to be a certain amount of education that like, if anyone's listening to this that is a backpacker and not from the country, uh, like from Australia, I mean, uh, is not aware, you need to fucking, like, you need to word yourself up about Crocs in the north. You need to word yourself up about the beach and you need to word yourself up about the desert because Australia will fucking kill you if you're not careful. See, in, in Darwin, I think it was more about the jellyfish, actually. There's a jellyfish up there. Oh, that, there, like case in yeah. point there. Like there's, mm. like Australia, the Australian climate is dead set out to kill people in ways that are not common in the rest of the world. Like we've spoken about this before, about like you've got these big primal um, apex predators that will kill you anywhere else, whereas Australia, it's, like, it's the climate or it's the creepy coralies or things yeah. that you don't see yeah. that will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. The jellyfish is pretty bad up there. I can't remember what they're called, um, but I've seen a, a – I don't know if you call it a school, but I've seen a bunch of them and I was like, yeah. I don't know what a collective <laughs> jellyfish is, actually. Yeah, I don't either. Can we get a Google on that? Collection I mean, we, we can. of jellyfish. We can. What is a collection of jellyfish? A collection of jellyfish. <laughs> a mob? A group of jellyfish is called what? What is a group of jellyfish called? It's have, you called guys, have you guys been stung by multiple jellyfish at a time? It's called yeah. a bloom or a swarm or a smack. A smack, that is so appropriate. It's like a smackdown. Fucking hell. Oh, I'm Fucking gonna, a bloom of jellyfish, a swarm or a smack of jellyfish. So have you, have you swum through a swarm of jellyfish? So, I mean, you fucking know it. So I used to swim out in the sort of southeast beaches a lot with my surfing mates and for some reason I just refuse to wear it. Like I don't like the feel of a wetsuit on my body, so I'd refuse to wear it. And we'd go out almost every weekend. Like this is my, my be- one of my best mates when I was growing up and he's all of his old brothers to surfing. So we'd go down Boomers, we'd go down Horseshoe Bay, like just get the, the best surf there was. But the downside was as soon as you hit sort of sundown, like the sun setting, all the jellyfish would come out and you're fucked. So I remember swimming, like I was bodyboarding through boomers and getting fucking smashed. Like it was, it was great fun, like getting absolutely ripped. But then I swam through like an absolute shit ton of jellyfish and got absolutely fucking destroyed. Did you piss on yourself? Well, no, my mate pissed on me. Like yes. I shit you not. First golden shower. Because it was, it was, it, it fucking hurt, man. And it was like, I think we counted 15 or 16 stings across my arms and my legs. And it, it's like. And a piss fetish was like born. A, oh, dude, it was, I was after the warmth. And You've after been copping urine to the face ever since, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, he was aiming for my legs, but I said, please just go into my mouth. And he obliged. And that was where my piss play started. I mean, it's, it's an early stage thing. So I. On your you knees know, with your tongue out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there was a funnel involved. There was things. <laughs> I'm guessing this is a thing. <laughs> no, do you not know, like pissing on the jellyfish? It actually helps. <laughs> no, it does. It's the, allegedly that fixes it. I'll so. take your word for it. The acid in your urine neutralizes the sting. And I'll take well, your word for it. I'll <laughs> just, uh, I'll, I'll just uh, deal with the sting. Do you know what? 
have faith, Josh, because if you ever got stung, I would very happily piss <laughs> and shit on you. I will drink a litre of cola and piss on you. I'll fucking jizz on you as well if you want some fucking soothing. Do you know what? I think you need the trifecta. Piss, jizz and cum. And blood. And spit. No, like and, a, as a quiet and thing shit. Going. And blood. Let's just make it a top deck. This is exactly. Every... Liquid we will that piss, be, shit, jizz, and bleed on exactly. you. Exactly. Every liquid that can be extracted from a human body will be sent. That is you. how much we it's love you. Good to know. We will save your life. It's good to know. That Even female ejaculate all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan has plenty well, of that. Caleb's the only one that beard. can give you that. Yeah, I'll, I'll wring it out from my beard and put it on you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Boom, motherfucker. Juicy. I think it's time we move on, actually. <laughs> Speaking of female ejaculate in my beard, and what a perfect segue into this week's... ND! 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 Negligent Discharge. <laughs> I tell a lie, that was the worst segue ever, but I just felt the need to move things along because we have cracked the fucking record. We are over three hours. Oh, what? Holy fuck. Fuck, doesn't sound like three hours. Yeah. Does it feel like three hours? But I don't know. It feels like it. Look, time flies when you're having fun. Correct. Enjoy. And if you don't like it, fucking switch off. Done. True right. that. Right, this week's ND involved a trip away recently, in January. Hang on, did you say a trip away or a trip away? No, he's not talking about tripping on shrooms, man. I mean, is that not the same thing just said with different spacing between the words? Probably. <laughs> I'm confused. A trip away. <laughs> we, went, we went away together collectively and yes. we were sleeping in swags. Now, the, the, the ND I speak of involved a prank played on Ryan. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, I was not aware of this prank. I don't know who actually was the instigator. Who I don't know who actually played the prank, but I don't know because I didn't know until we were walking over. All right, so both, so Josh and I did not know that this plank was plank prank was. Bling- I, I think I think Hay Dog was the instigator. Okay, big so- shout out to Hayden, the big man, the lifeblood of fuckery. Okay, so we're all sitting around. It's it's like just gone on nightfall. There's a bit of a a bit of a commotion. I was literally having a beer. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting, down, I'm sitting down having a beer too. And then there's a bit of a commotion. Everyone's gone, hey, fucking come over here. Ryan's Ryan's shouting out, bloody something's going on. There's a fucking snake. Shit. I'm like, all right, what do, what do I do? It's dark. I need a torch. So I've gone in to get my torch. And as I've got my torch and walked out, Hayden's come over to me and gone, oi, it's a prank. I'm like, no, no, oh. look, let's Let's set the scene. So I've ran into everyone and gone, I need a torch and a shotgun. Yeah, that's right. And then ran away. Yeah, you asked for a shot. Okay. Well, I mean, all, I mean, I'm just telling it from my side, and all I heard was a commotion, and I need a torch. So I've gone and got a torch. Come out. Hayden's gone. It's a prank. So I'm like, okay, cool. I've got my torch. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Now we've all walked over to your single swag, which for some fucking reason you've set up well away from everyone else. And yeah, because everyone was. Stores like a fucking train. Yeah, but the rest of us are in a shaded area, and you've set yourself up in full sunlight. Anyway, that's 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 a digression on its own. So your swag is set apart from everyone else. We've all rocked up, gathered around. I've got my torch in hand. Now, what we've what we've seen, 
the scene of the crime, is a snakeskin hanging out the zip of your single swag. <laughs> yeah, and I fucking shat myself, right, to set the scene prior to what you're saying. So I've gone and, like, you've got my single swag. Yep, no worries. She's taught, zipped up, no worries. I've changed my dax. I've put my pants on. I've gone to unzip my swag to get into it. And then there's, like, this, like, the back end tail of a shed from a snake hanging out that looks like, and, like, the swag looks like there's weight in the middle of it that's, like, pushing the rest of it down. So those those who have a single swag will know that you put your uh, your gorobs down and then it, like it it puts tension across the, the swag. So the the swag itself looked like there was something with weight pushing down in the center of it. Uh, I didn't know this at the time, but it was like a slack in one of the lines, and then they'd put there was a, <laughs> there was a bit of shed hanging out right on the zip. But I go into the other zip beforehand. So there's a zip, on, a zip on either side of the swag. I've undone one of them all the way down, gone to the other side to undo it, and there's a fucking the back end of a snake shed hanging out the other side of it. And I was like, no, 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 so, so in your, no fucking way. In your mind, a snake has slithered into your swag and shed its skin along the way. No, so like there's – I had the, the, um, the fly net done up, but I'd left a gap in – the canvas. So in my mind, I'd gone, there's a fucking snake that has crawled up and is curled up sitting on the fly net underneath the canvas. And I'd like, and judging by the skin, it was a fucking brown. And I'm like, I am not getting in that fucking thing. And that was when I came to you guys being like, I need a fucking torch. I need a fucking shotgun. Let's go. Okay. And, right and now. I'm going to set the scene as well. This is all plausible. Like, this is all possible. Of course it's plausible. It's, it's possible out there. Like, <laughs> it's a well orchestrated. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'd seen a snake that day. So I, I, like, I was shitting my pants going, holy fuck, there's a goddamn brown in my fucking swag. And I'm like, and by this point I was beyond, like, I was tired, man. I was so fucking tired. I just wanted to go to bed. So I'm doing my swag and then I see this fucking shed and it wasn't like a, it looked like it was just the beginning of a shed that was only like a couple of inches long that come out the back end of the zip and it looked like it fed up into the full body of a snake. And because it was – and I looked at it and I was like – because my first thought was someone's fucking with me here. But then I, I looked at the swag and it looked like it had been weighed down and then I was like there's no one else around. There's no – like where would they have got it from? The probability is – there's a snake in my boots. It's a fucking snake in my goddamn swag. Yeah. And that was when I freaked the fuck out. So I've gone like run up to everyone and be like, I need a shotgun, I need a fucking torch, let's go. Boom. See, like, stopping like, Mind you, all, Caleb and I weren't privy to the prank. To the prank. So Caleb's grabbed I, his torch. I don't think most most of the guys there had no yeah. idea because they're like, oh, what? It's fucking yeah. on. And, like, you know, you could hear the genuine fucking stress in your voice. So, like, Caleb's grabbed his torch. And as we were walking over, yeah, Hayden's like, oh, it's a prank. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. But then, like, walking up to it, man, it it looked like it was possible. Oh. I got a bit. I'm like, yeah, oh, I can, dude, I can they see how did you so well, so yeah. fucking yeah. well. It's a good yeah. prank, like, dude. 
I shat myself. I'm the, not going to lie. The moral of the story, there was no out. snake. There was no snake. In his swag. It we, was just a skin. We made sure, though, that we laid the mayonnaise on the fucking, like, because at this point we've all rogged up. We've gathered around. Yeah. We've formed a semicircle. Yeah. Ryan's at his Shotguns swag. loaded. We've, li- yeah. we've got the torch yeah. shining on the swag. We've got the cameras out. We've started filming, and this is something we might have a video of that we'll upload. Oh, no, there's a fucking video of me shitting my fucking pants. Exactly. I'm there with a stick ready to fucking poke a cunt. And look, look, uh, Hayden's played along quite well, loaded the shotgun, you know, like he's he's playing along. And we've all, like, realised, obviously Hayden's told us, so, yeah, we, we've all gone, okay, it's a prank, let's play along. Um, <laughs> what, what point? Oh, mate. When, when, like, I'm like, yep, no worries, I'll be the brave one. I'm like unzipping the swag and going, let's fucking see, let's fucking see. And then I zipped it and unzipped it and unzipped it. And I'm like, and then it cottoned on. Like, if, if I was touching it, the snake would fucking go me. So it's not. And then I went, oh, someone's fucking with me. <laughs> and then everyone was like, it was like I was surrounded by fucking clowns and everyone started laughing at the same time. Like, oh, okay. I'm going to give you no a bit worry. of a bit of a backstory. Actually, the snake probably wouldn't have moved because it was quite cold, and obviously we know that they get a bit of energy with sun baking. So you probably could have unzipped it and touched it, and it not moved, and you not realised it was there. No, no, like the, if going off the premise that the skin was still attached oh, back right. into the snake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There would have been some sort of movement, but there was nothing, and then I unzipped it and unzipped it some yeah. more. And there was nobody, and then I was like, "Oh fuck!" There's a fucking. <laughs> Did you get in your sleeping bag done. that night? I've been done. Did you get in your sleeping bag that night? Still peeking? No. Yeah, I would have been peeking. <laughs> Mate, I got like, dude, I I don't like creepy crawlies and that sort of shit. Don't phase me. I'm like, you know, if I'm gonna get bitten, I'm gonna get bitten. So, <laughs> Snakes getting. I the I don't like. I've been bitten by most things, uh, except for a white tail, and I'm like, where. It fucking hurts for a bit, and then you're all good. <laughs> all right, well, we'll put the video up, and everyone can have a look for themselves. Ryan's reaction, the laugh. Oh, it's like shoot. let's put the video up and see Ryan shooting himself. Pretty much, pretty much. It's a good laugh. Well, well done, Hayden. A good prank. No, do you know what? I take my hat off to Hayden because that was a fucking quality prank. I feel like that set the premise. That and very well executed. Yeah, very well executed. It was. And I'm happy that nah, you were the you know, mate, I, I think I think we need more of that. Like, because <laughs> you, you're out there, like constantly looking for the the things that are gonna kill you, and then like it just it just creates that sort of you, you like relax. Like once you see it, you relax. You're all good. So yeah. Anyway, all people I think, see uh, that. Well, well done. Speaking of relaxing, let's. Uh, I'm gonna go relax my sphincter. Wrap this party up. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, so, how how can people find us, my friends? How can people find us? Well, they can look with their eyes. Um, yeah. You might be able to smell yes. one of us. I don't know who, but uh, if I not, mean, I'm you, can, you can jump on uh, <laughs> Send It Mate podcast on all the major uh, podcast platforms. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us. And Instagram, Send It Mate. Send it my podcast on Instagram or send us an email. Send it my podcast at gmail.com. If you want us yeah. to talk about something and chew the fat, let us know. Send us an email and we but, will well, fucking think, pull like, that thing apart. There's all, one of us is always on the grams or the grams or the Facebook. One of us is always on the social. So if you want to talk about something, hit us up. If you want advice 
or you've got a question or you you want a fucking shout out, hit us up if you want a shout out because we will shout out to you. Like we're, we're very much about community. So just say something and one of us will respond. We're on Facebook as well. Yeah, yeah, ain't no one on Facebook, bro. That's a dead platform. Oh, we're just covering. I'm on Facebook. We're just covering the metaverse. <laughs> we're, just, we're just covering those people with the old technology. Uh, you know. Fucking <laughs> get up, covering all bases. Get up to fucking date. Anyway, anyway, all right, you good dude and dudettes. That's us. Let's wrap it up. We have fucking talked your ear off for three hours. Let's call it. Do you know what? Before we go, I'm going to say. To everyone who has listened this far, send us in your topics. Yeah, they're not going to. So, <laughs> hey? They're not going to. Oh, well, they might. They might. They've gone this far. They might. But, I like, we, for next season, so we need, for next season, we need new, like, topics for interpretation between the three of us. So, send us in your, I don't know, episode titles, and then we will definitely take that and run with it. Get our creative juices flowing. That's it for us. That's a wrap. Catch yous later. Catch ya. Peace out, people. It's always fun. Shut the fuck up, Ryan. G'day, dude and dudettes. Josh here. Do you find it hard to keep your long, hard barrels free from gun STDs? Maybe you need a clean out of your bore. If this is you... Jump on over to highcaliber.com.au and use the promo code SENDITMATE to receive a 10% discount on all your gun cleaning needs. And remember, it's sexy to support Australian-made products. Everyone here at SENDITMATE uses High Caliber, and we can promise you that it'll keep your firearms free from those pesky gun STDs.